episode of Petty Party Podcast. We're on episode 93, which is just, we're so close to 100, y'all. Like, that's crazy. Once we do 100, we got to do something. But anyway, starting it off, it's your girl, Michelle, aka Egypt, aka 1212, aka BK. Wow, aka my dog's always working in the background these days. Hell. Yeah. I'm good. Hey, girl. Ooh, no. Can we start over? Sorry. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. keep going. Nothing keep going. Yeah. Because you're going to do that. Enough. As much as you touch your mic, that's, we can't start over every time. Okay. Whatever. Just kidding. Hey, guys, it's your girl, Amakala, coming out the set. What's good? Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Crystal, a.k.a. Champagne Chris, a.k.a. Chris Yev, baby. Please say the baby. What up, guys? They saved the best for last this episode. I appreciate you, Michelle, for doing intro because this barely ever happens for me. But today, honestly, I'm not doing jewelry. Um, it's Ali Gabor today, so what's good? Ooh, I feel that. All I three feel spicy intro. Today. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. How y'all been doing today? Man, good and tight to this shot. I feel like my body's entire body is warm now. <laughs> I feel great. I've been good. You know, just been working my ass off. I'm saying. I know that's right. We love a queen. I got five kids, but it's cool. I like the money. We love queens in their bags. We love to see it. Okay. Anything interesting happened this week for anybody? Oh, y'all, I have an update from last episode. So I remember how y'all told y'all they got to close that door into my face. Mm -hmm. We good again. We good. We good over here. We good. You know what's crazy? I actually had an update. (laughs) What's your update, Jory? Uh, I forgot what we were talking about, but I was saying it's somebody who constantly like crosses my boundaries and y'all were like, do y'all still talk to that person? I said, yeah, I do not talk to that person anymore. So we love to see it. And I'm saying that here because I would like to hold myself accountable to never talk oh, to that's right. the rest of my mother's life. And so honestly, anyway. if you do end up talking to them, I ain't gonna hold you, okay? I yes. would like you to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I would like you to. It's life. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, so in that situation, let's say that like, um, and I'm not trying to project on you or anything, but like, let's say it does happen, like, and you come to somebody and they're like, because you just said you want her to hold you accountable or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so let's say you do end up talking to the guy again and like you go to a friend and that you told to hold you accountable and they're like, get on your ass. Is that not going to make you feel bad about it? Like, or do you want them to get on your ass? No, I actually want it. Like, mm-hmm. get I, it's on been a minute since I've had to take the extreme to block somebody and I took the decision to block them. So for me, like, it's dead. Like, any, if any more communication to me, I feel like I would be those girls that get on Instagram and blast a nigga. <laughs> So for his sake and my sake, communication should be deaded. Okay. Protect your peace, girl. I mean, no, I I feel that. I I just think no matter, even if I tell somebody, which that's why I don't tell people hold me accountable, because if I cross that bridge, don't come down hard on me. That's really, I'm not going to tell nobody that because don't come down hard on me. I feel like no one should come down on anybody. Um, That's why I'm like, I I, I, I agree. I agree. And that's why I'm like, are you sure that's what you want? Because I want, I Mm -hmm. feel like if I come to my friends as like a safe space, like this is what I'm telling you, I don't want them to be like, bitch, you knew what that, you knew how that nigga was. I don't want to hear none of that. Like, I already know, but oh, but I feel oh, like facts. in past, like I never said hold me accountable because I felt in the back of my mind like, oh, I'm gonna talk to him again. 
but I'm really trying to stick to like never talking yeah. to him. So for me, I actually do need somebody to hold me accountable. Hold you accountable. So I feel that for me, it's like this is what change. needs to be done. So I feel that yeah. it's different no. for a change. You'll get there because it was crazy enough as today I was reading and Jory, you don't know who put me on fucking pen zoo. And something this morning just told me, I was like, let me just go back and try to like journal because I hate writing. Mm-hmm. That sounds bad. I hate writing by hand. I like typing. So mm-hmm. um, I went and looked at like, I was like, and it was a uh, one of my journal entries. I was like, let me go see. Mm-hmm. Someone told me, I was like, mm-hmm. listen, I was like, no. this morning I was just like, I was kind of already just like, you know, I was in a good place mentally. And I was like, Michelle, do not oh, read it. Because no. a lot of times with journal entries, right, they can be really good because it can be like, oh, look how far I've come. Or it could be jarring because it'd be like, look how far I haven't come or look, look where <laughs> it's I, the I'm latter for about me, this. Please. You said what? I complained about this and I almost foreshadowed what exactly happened. It's like, I sh- you know, so I was kind of mm-hmm. like back and forth, but I was like, let me go ahead and read it. And I was so shocked at what I read. Like I was, re- I was shocked at how like, you know how like how much, how deep you can be about your own life. Yes. It's like, man, why don't advice? And I really sat there and I was like, it was about somebody who I'm no longer talked to. But like the journal was like, it literally, the first paragraph, it was like third paragraph, it was like, I need to cut this person out of my life. And it was like, I need to cut them out because I'm not going to grow up with this person in my life. This person's holding me back. I know, like, I know I deserve better. I know my, and I was like, it was like this whole deep thing. And in my head, I was like, it's crazy looking at that and knowing how much it took for me to write that and knowing that that person is literally no longer in my life. And looking back, I was like, they didn't even deserve to be in my life at that point, you know? So mm-hmm. I say that to say, like, you can get there. And sometimes, like, the only person who can hold yourself accountable is yourself. Your friends can't do it. Cause, like, if you want to fuck with a nigga, your, fr- your friends be like, you shouldn't talk to him your friend is gonna fuck with him (laughs) because what do i look like but at the the same time sometimes your friends can help you to hold yourself accountable instead of coming Mm -hmm. down on you they can be like remember what you said i hear you girl but i mean some some people can be some people can have their hater blockers on don't want you to sign love you feel me so you just gotta you know take certain advice with a grain of salt i mean but uh finding love finding okay let me just be honest right sometimes like you want your friends to find love, but sometimes you got to keep it a hundred, right? Because finding love can be, oh, this person is meant for you. And it also can be you watching your friend like self-destruct, you know? And sometimes as a friend, it's kind of hard to do that. You you want to be unbiased and be like, well, let me not get in your way. But like stuff can happen, your friend. And after a while, you sometimes I've been in a situation where I've looked at my friends and been like, why did you say nothing? You knew I was wilding. Like, why didn't you at least like have a come to Jesus moment and intervention? Like it didn't have to be like, cut this nigga off, but it could have just been like, Michelle. You know what I mean? You like, knew better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just just a simple conversation probably would have sufficed. But as friends, sometimes we are scary. So I could understand, you know, how it could come out looking like a hater. Yeah. Oh, why'd you why you didn't well, okay. I'ma still fuck with him. Okay, Paula, you <laughs> it seems like you're taking this very personal. I'm not, I'm just playing. Gosh, <laughs> LOL. Ooh, okay. Right. I feel you. I feel you. Ooh. I, feel you. <laughs> I can tell what kind of episode this is gonna be. Let me go ahead and tap in. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all so i'm gonna go ahead and jump into the motto which stands for a mind of the other y'all should know y'all 90 how many three episodes in it's a shame some of the co-hosts don't know and but, that's me uh, i'm the co-host that don't know moto it's not just you it's a couple it's a few others okay but it's kind of long so stick with me but it is titled how would you feel if you found out your boyfriend's mom was telling him to keep his options open so i'm gonna get started She said, long story short, I've been with my boyfriend for nearly three years now. The first year or so, I had to deal with his mom and aunt trying to drive a wedge between our relationship. Before they even met me, they were under the impression that all I wanted to do was get knocked up by him, which was the furthest from the truth. When I first started going to his parents' house, his mom treated me nicely, but I could tell it was fake. I remember one time I was just it was just me and her talking and she randomly said that she didn't want a bunch of grandbabies running around. 
And now her son can move to Chicago, Cali, New York, if he wanted to, because he has a good career. Whenever his aunt would come over, she would always make slick comments that I would ignore. The first time I met her, she started lecturing me about how much money I should be making at my new job. If I was under XXX amount, then I shouldn't take the job. Since then, his mom has treated me nicely whenever I come around and I treat her the same. However, the last time I was over their house, his mom waited until my boyfriend stepped out the room to question me about whether I'm on birth control or not. Mind you, I'm almost 30. It shouldn't be any of her business whether I'm on birth control or not. And if she cared about me not getting pregnant, she should she should be telling her son to use condoms, but she hasn't. I talked to my boyfriend about this and he was pissed off. He sent her a long message telling, ha- telling her how he doesn't appreciate how she treated me and how he acts like I'm some kind of gold, gold digger when I'm not. He also told his mom that he doesn't treat she doesn't treat him in a way that she should. And he said she said, of course, she doesn't because she's happy her daughter got a good guy. Oh, he's he told his her mom doesn't treat him the way she's treating her. Um, And that was his mom's response. Of course, she does, because she's happy her daughter has a good guy. She goes on to say, I have a great career as well, so I don't get why she treats me like I'm some kind of peasant in comparison to him. While we were discussing everything, he brought up the fact that his mom always tells him to keep his options open. This surprised me. But when I think back and remember what he's told me that she has said about his last girlfriend, too. At this point, I don't care to be around his mother anymore. I understand she wants to look out for her son, but there's no reason as she should keep telling him to keep his option open, especially if we've been together for three years, because I could be all kind of hoes if I kept my mind open. So Ooh, I like that last part. Um, I honestly feel like he's the only, Oh, this sucks. Like it, I feel like the mom is way too involved in his relationship, like way mm-hmm. too involved. And honestly, girl, I would say take some time and really think that this is what something you could deal with for life. Cause she no. ain't gonna never change. She's stuck in her ways. Just know that. So mm-hmm. I definitely think you. She started like in the right process of like finally speaking up to her boyfriend because they've been together for three years, and I'm glad she finally spoke up and said something. And it's good that he did immediately. You know, text his mom like, "Why are you doing this in the third? And I think from there, just kind of see what happens. Um, I feel like some moms definitely treat their sons like their boyfriends, husbands, or whatever, and they have mm-hmm. these expectations, and they always want so much more for them. Um, but now I kind of feel like you kind of have to like play it out. Like after he's had this conversation with her, is she now yeah. going to respect his wishes and treat you differently? I mean, if not, and it's like, can you, is that something you can do with for the rest of your life? So. And also too, I didn't, I want to also chime in on that. I I do respect him a lot for having a conversation with his mother. Yeah, it shows that he really cares about her. And mm-hmm. so honestly, I just feel like moving forward, he's always going to have your back in this. You know what I mean? Because he's speaking up. Because mm-hmm. most guys will be, not most guys, some guys will be silent yeah. and just, right. you know, and be like, endure, endure. No. Right. But that's what I was going to say with that being said, like, I don't know what else she can do because he did have that conversation with her, with his mom. And obviously she still feels that same way. So it's kind of just like, shit, get pregnant. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think it's a waiting game. Just wait it out. You know what I mean? Three it's years, fine. though. It's been the, it's no, the entire three years. It sounds like the conversation was just had recent. So just, yeah. you know, wait it out. Give it like a month. But she said that. I mean, from what she said, the mom has treated like that from her, her like that from day one. But you never know after this conversation that she had with her son, things might might change. You know, you never know. You just have to be, you know, have an open mind and just trust that, you know, things will get better. Mm-hmm. So in the I event think, it doesn't, then what should she do? And I, I mean, think she should give it some thing? time. I think she really should sit down and, and like, it's hard. Like you've been with somebody for three years. You obviously like this man. Like you wouldn't have been there for so long if you didn't. So it's like, you need to sit down and see like, okay, can I give this one more year? Like, and if it doesn't change, am I willing to leave? Like, or am I willing to accept this? Like we really can't tell her what to do. At the end of the day, it's up yeah. to her, but it's like, you need to evaluate if she does or doesn't change. What are you going to do? Are you going to yeah. put up with it or are you going to leave him? Yeah. Only options. 
I think it just makes sense to set, set boundaries with you, your boyfriend, and your boyfriend's mom. Let him know how you're feeling about this. Let him know, like, that it is becoming a situation where, I mean, looking at marriage, it is kind of hard to think about yourself having, like, a monster-in-law sort of situation. And then when he understands the gravity of, like, it's really, like, you or his mom, he'll probably step up to the plate more if he, I mean, truly cares for you, which it sounds like he does, honestly. And on top of that, it's like, that's his mom. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you have to be respectful, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, she's doesn't live with y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, mm-hmm. you can't set up boundaries to a point where it doesn't affect you. I mean, it sucks because, I mean, maybe you want a close relationship with her, but I, I think moving forward, it is possible for you to marry this man or and think about a future with him and mm-hmm. work on mending things with his mom. I personally would not leave a man behind his mom not liking me unless his, unless her son was putting me in a position where like where it ends. But it sounds like he's taking your side and he's willing to, you know, take your side against hers. So, I mean, to me, that that kind of makes it like a non-issue. I mean, it's an issue, but like, I don't think it's breakup. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can definitely work through it. Yeah, it sounds more durable. That's, that's not what um, I think about a lot, though, is like, because I know people who are in relationships or even marriages where like they're not close to one one of the other spouse's family because somebody's mom or dad doesn't like their spouse. And it's just like, mm-hmm. bro, like, I don't want that. Like, I want my family, his family. I want everyone's family to be able to get together mm-hmm. with no issues harmlessly. You know what I mean? Like, it should be love on both sides. And I feel like when you have to pick and choose which side of the family you fuck with more than the other, like, that that's unfortunate because it's like no one wants that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I had I had a coworker I worked with and she told me some stories. And I was like, dang, like that has to like really suck. Like, you know, you really love this man and like you're not getting along with his like your in-laws, you know? So it just sucks. But you find a way to work through it, you know. That's marriage. Um, that's how that kind of the situation kind of reminds me of um Charmaine Bay. Is it Bay? Well, her, her new last name is Bay uh, from Black Ink, Chicago. She was having issues with her significant other's mom. Like he was she was like just I don't want to say she was rude to her. I just think that Charm. Well, she kind of was. I'm not going to lie. But it was also a difference of cultures. But she really did not come around until Charmaine had a baby. Like she she literally Damn. was like, yeah. So and she and like and I think also the fact that her mom passed away, it helped a lot. Not helped a lot, but it it um it was a big difference in the situation because obviously she had kind of had to felt like she had to step in or whatever. But yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm not saying go do something like, you know, that drastic, but you know, sometimes it does take a dramatic thing for her mom to realize like, Oh, she really is for my son. Like she really is like, this is, this is really the girl. So. But then like some in-laws be trying to step in and try to tell you how to mother your child and like take over and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think Mm -hmm. that would be the best decision, but. That's just my opinion. Well, if that's the advice we have for the girl, then we're going to move on to the Petty Carnival. So, honestly, this happened a while ago, and I was trying to hold like off on telling it because this person used to listen to this podcast, and I hope they don't listen anymore. If they do, fuck it. I'm sorry. It is what it is. All right, so... To be honest, the whole thing was a disaster from, no, actually, let me not say that. Let me not, I lied. So I went on a date with this guy and it was a, it was a nice restaurant. It wasn't full, but it was kind of like, it was a holiday during that time. So, um, you know, we had reservations, but they still had us waiting or whatever. So while we were waiting outside the restaurant, we saw, um, we saw a celebrity walk by and I was like, oh shit, there goes so-and-so and his girl. He's like, oh, okay, there's none of that. And that was that. 
while we were, he walked by, gets in the restaurant. Okay, cool. Then he was like, oh, do you want to take pictures together? And I was like, uh, sure. So we ended up taking pictures together. And then I was like, well, let me see what you have. Cause he was like, oh, I'm gonna send this to, I don't know who, whatever. I was like, let me see what you got. So I'm scrolling <laughs> in the pictures, scroll one picture too fast. And he took a picture of the celebrity that walked by. And for me, it was just a little bit cringy. Cause I was just like, why do you have a sneak picture of a celebrity in here? It just was very awkward. Cause I was like, eh. I mean, I didn't, I didn't say anything that I, I didn't acknowledge the fact that I saw it, but in the back of my head, I'm not going to lie. If I didn't know him prior to that date, I, I probably would have, it would have been grounds for like cut off just for the simple fact that like not cut off, but like, it's just tacky. Like it's just really, really tacky. So that was that. Um, I mean, I guess the question would be, am I petty for feeling that way? Because it, I don't know. Um, yeah. Because just come from someone that's done that before, like, dang, I, I, I would feel really weird if someone cut me off just because they saw me take a sneak picture of Wizkid. Like, really? No, I, I didn't really? cut him off. Like, no, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I Paulette, would feel No, 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 but Paula, you're like, a girl, though. Yeah, what but if you were... You know, put yourself no, in there. No, but you're a girl. No, no, okay. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. So, you're a, a woman. So, if you was like... I, do I, I don't even want to go back and say who it is, but that's going to provide too much context who the celebrity is. Because it, it was an athlete. It was an athlete. A, was a reti- retired oh, athlete. Oh, okay. A retired athlete. That's like seeing, like... Michael Irvin. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Being from Dallas, you don't do that. But like, that's like seeing, <laughs> you know, Des. No, no. Like no. Deion Sanders. Like, saying any more celebrity for y'all gets the right fucking athlete. Because no, I grew up not. in Dallas, so would it make sense? Like, that's like me yeah. seeing like Idris Elba. I am gonna take. A, actually, I may that's something not like, like hey, he's Idris, not can I take he's a picture? Very, <laughs> he's very much so working still. Yes. So that makes. But I mean, either way, it just was the fact that Damn. I don't know. It just was. Yeah, I mean, I don't because know. what if you didn't know he was a fan of that person? You know what I'm saying? That could have been Tate, like a sure. table talk. You know, what I mean? like, then you speak to the guy. The guy was standing right in front of us with no looking there. Okay, but you don't have the confidence like, to do that. Did you like him though? Because I feel like sometimes when I don't really like a guy, any any little thing, I'll find it as it's an like, excuse. Yeah, I'm corny. So in this instance, you, yeah, that's why you did that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean. Yeah, I, mean, I was like trying somebody. though. No, 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 no. I was trying though. I'm not gonna lie. That whole I was trying really hard. So it wasn't like that was like that was not my icing on the cake. Like mm-hmm. even after that, we still talked a little bit. Okay. But like I it's not like I hated him. I mean, we went on the date, so I was trying to like, you know, open my horizons <laughs> and uh, be open to I know me, I probably been like, nah, you having a picture of so and so. And like made a joke of it and just kept it. No facts. Be like, I would have to laugh about it. So I get over it. The thing, is, the thing is, I feel like naturally. Okay, this is also what kind of made it more cringy for me because naturally, I would have made a joke. I don't give a fuck. Like I would have just been like, "Oh, so and so." But it's just like I could tell. Like he was just already mm-hmm. nervous, and if I said that, probably would have sent him more like into like a little bit more like, "Oh, I'm shy, reserved." So I was like, "Let me not say anything" because I know he's gonna be embarrassed if I bring it up. Even if it is a joke, he's gonna be embarrassed. So I was, like, was it the first date? Um, I mean, we went to like casual places before then, but this, I mean, it was still like, you know, like out to eat. That was, this was like the first, I guess, upscale restaurant that we went to. So y'all been, I mean, knowing me, I probably made a joke out of it. Just got, I'm funny. So 
Sorry, it's not funny. Nah, I'm not gonna lie. Them jokes was hitting him the whole way. Really? Like, I had to tone it down. Like I was, he, oh. he even he brought back up one of my jokes, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." Like I didn't. I mean, you know, it was like, sar- my jokes are sar- it's dry humor. It's sarcasm. Yeah, so there's always like, levels of jokes you give people that are new and like new in your life. You know what I'm saying? They got to get to know you and warm up to the level not five. Jokes. New, but I mean, oh, okay. I've been known him for a while. Okay. I mean, I get. I don't know, but yeah, those just a little. I mean, and and I'm the like, question what? was, are you yeah, petty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would say petty. Just <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a petty reason, but I mean, you're well, you're well within your rights, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's petty. Would you feel the same way, Michelle? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think I probably would have like I probably would have laughed at it. It's been like. Please, please don't. I, I think I would have like vocalized it more, but and I feel like it would have turned into a conversation where depending on how that went, but I don't think I'd have been like and just been like, oh, I'm done. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I don't think yeah. I'd have been embarrassed because it's like sneaking a photo. No, I wasn't embarrassed at all. Maybe if he and made I, a scene behind it, like getting the pic, a uh, getting actual picture. Okay, I can understand. And then because that's so he now, I don't the know, photo. You know. You I mean, I'd what? rather him sneak the photo than ask for a photo. To be honest, then I really would have really? been like, sir. Yeah, come no, on. Yeah. Like, because of the occasion, it was a holiday. So it was like he was there with his girlfriend. So, yes, if you would have stopped him, I'd have been like, do you not see this man with his girlfriend? Like, what are you talking I about? I feel you. I just, but, um, oh, I yeah. know what you're talking about. You probably do. But um, I do. Can I please drop it in the chat? Knowing Michelle, me, drop it. Since I, you probably, I probably would have went and asked for a picture if it was with um, oh, It just God. depends. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it would, it, it depends on if I like you or not. Oh yeah, Michelle, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's that's that. I got. It. I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, Never mind. Ah, oh, it's in the chat. Y'all got to do that. <laughs> I, I know. But yeah, know. yeah, because he's there. Yeah, he's not hard to come across. I don't. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I feel you. That is a bit crazy. It's yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Where is the picture going? Like, what? What is the flex what? here? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well then. Now I see. No, Jory, you're you're wrong. Michelle put it here. Especially, I don't. No. That doesn't mean nothing to me. Oh That's why God. I said y'all literally said nothing to me. I, I, that doesn't help me figure out who it is. Oh um, yeah, like you know, yeah. I, I didn't go, Jory. The thing is, I feel like the number was just <laughs> over my head. Yeah, like, oh. but, but but anyways, to watch that to give y'all context, I know right now y'all mad as hell. Like we can't see the chat, but it pretty much is like say you're on a date and then. This, I hate to say hard. it, and, and I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to say this without giving a celebrity some Christmas over exaggerating. But like, say a celebrity walks in, and a celebrity is low key washed up. It's like, why you're going out of your way to sneak a photo? Like, and we're on a date. It's kind of. I feel like it was like a, it was more cringy than anything. And sometimes some people are really weird about cringy moments. I know I am. A cringy moment can ruin a nigga for me. Like it's like you're corny. There's not they're not coming back from that. But do I feel like it's it's petty? Of course it's petty. It's a small thing. He ain't, he ain't stab you, but I mean at the same time, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't cut him off for that. Um, okay, it was it was actually other reasons that did it, but yeah, yeah, thanks, sir, for listening. Sorry, I'm so sorry, but I mean, he lucky don't fuck with me so anymore because oh, shit. I had a nigga who wasn't fucking me no more, but he was right here listening with his bitch ass. But 
<laughs> oh my god you know what well you're not a oh bitch ass I, I mean i still I still fuck with him but sorry he I'm, I'm speaking from i'm speaking from my own experience me of he's mm-hmm. not a bitch ass. <laughs> a couple episodes ago you know you know you always gotta defend your no no okay i ain't gonna let all nobody right. talk down you feel me just kidding all right so bitch ass, bitch ass okay <laughs> all right all right y'all we're gonna go ahead and head into the current events and i don't know i think I can't even tell you what the state of events was last episode, but like, I feel like we've, I don't want to say 360, but I feel like we've done a whole 180. Like we're not even in the same world. Like we lost young Dolph. Like RIP. That sounds crazy to even say. That sounds very crazy. RIP. Oh my gosh. What a freaking. Like. That day was very like, it was just. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I, I just. I'm just, just I'm add, to add some humor. I was talking to my mom about this. She's like, I'm so sad. She's like, every time I be in the car and I hear that, yeah, yeah. She goes, I would turn the music up so loud. She's like, I'm sad. And I'm like, girl, sometimes my mom be throwing me for a loop because she swears she's so hip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay now. But yeah. Yeah. Very sad. So, I the thing the- is like, I don't even have words, but it also makes it sadder because, um, because you know it's just like it just seems that like every not saying that it makes it any more sadder to be honest but it just it's it's very it's a different kind of pain when like somebody leaves behind kids and like a wife or a, part, a long time part it's just oh that hits so different so you know it, especially especially right before the holidays thanksgiving yeah. christmas for someone to lose their yeah. husband someone to lose their dad like it's crazy and to get um for those of y'all who don't know her like what I don't know if you've been under a rock, but, you know, I feel what happened was um, about, I think a week before he passed, he was at a cookie store, his favorite cookie store that he always stopped into town um, and visited every time he was in town and they posted him. And a week later, he was actually gunned down at that same cookie store. So some people are saying that maybe somebody was watching him. I think some people are reporting that, you know, him and Soldier Soulja Boy had like claimed Mm-mm. that he put like 100k on on young Dolph's head Mm-mm. he's a cloud chaser we don't we we don't subscribe to that but um i don't know what's going on i mean i know young Dolph has had like some beef or whatever in the past and stuff like that you know that's where the host hundred shots thing came from but i can say like his car is camouflaged it's it's camouflaged but it's also bulletproof so i really just think that it this was like a big shock you know what i mean to even be gunned down in your own community and this man who's someone who just, you know, independent, owns his masters, like a very smart businessman. Like he buys his, he literally buys his children, um, I think like foreclosed houses or every birthday. Like he really believes in like business and community and all that stuff. Holds yeah. turkey drives every year. Mm-hmm. Like you really took away somebody who was given back to your city. It's crazy yeah. that somebody, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, this is a story that's been told time and time again, which is why they say, you know, rule number one, when you, Live in the hood when you get out. I don't got the hood, but I don't know. It's just yeah. Even when I was crazy. watching the news and like watching people in the community like talk, like you can really see and like kind of feel their hurt. And it's like, what the heck? Like this man meant a lot to them because he did so much for the community, you know. And for someone to just well, people to just come and just take that away for what? Yeah, it's like you 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 you. you you gave it out to your own city. Like that was more than a loss for his family. That was a loss for Memphis, especially his wife. She has a campaign called black men deserve to grow old. And it was started from her brother who actually passed away. 
um, at a young age. And so she started this campaign and to have somebody who has this campaign literally talking about black men deserve to grow old and her own husband didn't even get that opportunity. Like Mm. it's crazy. You know what I mean? So y'all, this is just me saying, I know, I don't know who listens to this podcast or where you're from, but please let's stop the violence. If you have brothers or friends or family who are talking to you or in a mind space where they feel like they can take a life, encourage them to seek help, encourage them to seek therapy, go to the police. This whole stop stitching thing, it has to end because at the end of the day, there is no reason why homicide is like becoming the number one death of black men. Like we need to stop. I mean, black lives matter, right? So yeah, we got to stop it. It has to end. Killing each other. It's actually ridiculous at this point. It is. It's like getting out of hand. It's like, yo, like, just freaking crazy. Because there might have been Nipsey Hustle. There might have been Mo Three. It's like, just it's like, girl. and these are people who own their masters. King Von. Every time, I'm just like, wow. When you you took away a life, which a life that was feeding so many people, so many people depended on this person. And you think it's okay to just take them off this earth, taking away something that you can't give to them. You didn't, you, uh-uh. them people didn't give nobody this world life, but you feel like you have the, the ability to take it away. Like, but yeah, honestly, crazy world we live in. Because from that to, I hate to go from Dolph to the baby, but here we are. Um, Girl, I'll be here. I don't even know where to start. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, there was a there was an episode, Michelle, where you can you you came in and was like, Boosie is canceled. I don't give a fuck. There's nothing he could say. That's not that that's how I feel about the baby. That's exactly how I feel about the baby. The baby is canceled in my eyes. And the thing is, I don't even believe in cancel culture because I feel like at the end of the day, if you you I don't know, especially when it comes to artists, like you can in in and and fashion designers, you can always separate the art from the artist. But in the baby situation, like I don't even separate like his I, I can't like I just think he's a nuisance on both. Ends. Like I don't know what it is. And it's so crazy because like a couple years ago, he was literally sitting on the top. When I tell you girls was fangirling, talk about, you know, he's so fine. He's he's a chocolate. He was the new thing. Like people talking about he sound fine. He just do this. He do that. And like it all started with the whole baby fun. mama with the baby mama shit like when he first when that first girl came out and was like oh he got another uh, he got another girl pregnant it's just and it's just been downhill from there and i know we got on this platform and we got on this platform and we've said a lot of shit we even talked like some people went in on danny lay but listen i said when when we found when we reported that oh she's pregnant that she's possibly pregnant i was like i feel bad for her and i still stand on that because it's like i know she was gonna be dealing with a clown and look it fucking came to light i'm sorry for you sis and i'm not gonna yeah. lie like i don't even like i hate like i didn't see nobody like laughing honestly for the if on my end i saw 100 of women on her side did but you? i'm sure there's I, I did on my side I, like i i really did. Oh, I, saw I, was both say, I saw I, more I people against her than anything to be honest no i think i think because oh, like, because i just feel like Honestly, there's nothing I'm not gonna say there's nothing she could have avoided, but it just happens to be an unfortunate situation where it's like, bro, you just love the on the wrong nigga. Like she was she was it from what she, it looked like. It looked like she was genuine. So I just don't understand. Like, you know, and it just it just blew up in her front of her face. Granted, there was a bunch of red flags, but we have all ignored red flags. I don't know about that many. Because, you know, but at the same time, like we've all ignored red flags. So it's just like, I don't know, I could I can tell that, you know, outside looking in, it was genuine. And she just ended up really loving the wrong nigga. Like and the fact that he would even out you like that. And 
and showcase your the your baby that you purposely hid from this evil ass world. Showcase your baby out of spite, out of spite, and then get on the internet and call you a side bitch like he didn't yeah. impregnate you. Fuck that man for the rest of my no. life. I'm so yeah. sorry. He can never come back from this. Never. <laughs> so to so to give y'all some background for those of y'all who may be lost, the baby recently, and this is um Danny has never came out publicly, said who her baby father was, even her baby shower. Th- there was no um baby father to be found. So recently Danny went live on her page. It was actually the baby on her page going live, and they were having like a back and forth argument and where he was like showing her child. And even on the live, she was like, I'm sorry I had to see my baby like this. From there, it turned to like a series of stories and lives back and forth. Them both trying to tell their side of the story. The baby's side of the story was he, she's crazy. She's on some single white female type stuff. She's psychotic. Um, she won't leave him alone. It's one-sided. She's a side chick. This is that other. Danny says she lived with this man for three months um she, she he left her during her pregnancy she accepted him back they've been together taking family photos they've been a happy family she cooked for this man she ordered a plan b to the house he found it he got mad and told her told her to dip this has all been playing out on instagram like literally on instagram meanwhile the baby is posting like promos for his toy by this by that look, look, look like a sucker to be honest and then on top of that that's when the baby goes live again this is the next day because it's all happened like 2 2 a.m 3 a.m the next day danny is still at the house and he's talking about he's calling the police. And that's when he says to her face, like, you're a side chick. He was always a side chick. After that, you could tell, puts in her feelings. She goes then, posts a bunch of videos with the baby, this, that, and the other. Um, the next day passes. We find out a police report was filed against Danny Lay. And I think at this point, they're, um, they're I guess, trying to convince the baby to actually press charges. But she does have a charge that can be filed for a domestic assault which I think is means like, I guess a domestic violence assault. I think especially if you, if that happens with a baby, it can be a really big charge. So not sure if he's going to press it. Those details mm-hmm. have not been released yet, but that's what we're looking at right now. Um, Crystal was talking about how some people were on Danny's side. I think initially that was a lot of people were on Danny's side initially, but then as more things unfolded, I think like as the drama kept going, a lot of people started turning on her. Cause then it's like, people started realizing like, well, you know what, Danny, you were saying, that he wants the yellow bone and I guess you see that he don't or now you see what his other baby moms is going through and oh you were so busy talking to Mimi it was all you thought it was all good and now look you got egg on your face this is your karma and stuff like that so that's I'm not gonna lie that's the majority of what I was seeing um which to me I was kind of just like I mean I do feel that I do feel that you know because I'm sure we've all been in a situation where some girls did some stink stuff and you'll be like okay you know what you don't get your turn whatever but at the same time like he did a lot, fam. Yeah. He did a lot. Like, imagine you've been hiding your child from social media. And he didn't go live on his own page. He went live on her page. Which so you're showing her fans. Too. You're showing her fans her child. Not even yours. So you, it, it's one thing if, okay, you can show your fans. Because people are like, oh, that's his child. He can show whoever he wants to show. He wasn't showing. So that means you were intentionally trying to get under her skin. Like, that is like the peak toxic that's like to me that's abuse like it was so abusive how he was saying even Definitely the way he was just abuse. trying to demean her and say you're a side chick you're a side this you're a side that regardless of what you think it is you have this girl living with you in charlotte in la like you know what i mean and i don't nothing about it it's like you're it's like and they say like this is like um it's like you're trying to provoke her to act crazy 
why you're calling her crazy so that she can validate how crazy you claim that she is. Your claims are that she's crazy. But at the same time, people are watching her like, she should have spazzed on him. She should have hit him. She should have done that. It's like, no. yeah, y'all say that. But had she have done that, how would it have looked? You know? But you know, when you said the whole thing about the police report, that's new news for me. I just, I just now heard it now. So what I will say is that all of us, not all of I mean, yeah, everyone that's like, you know, chiming in, we don't really know what really happened, to be honest. Now that I'm saying hearing police reports, we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened, to be honest. But do I think the baby was right? Hell no. That's wrong. Like, I just can't. I, as I was watching her story, I was just like, damn, that was triggering. I'm just like, I wish a man would do that to me. And like, Bro. just because you're upset. So you feel like you got to go degrade me. And not only can now our kids can see this. Now you feel like you it's like in a moment you're kind of trying to blacklist her at the same time. Because like, this Bro. is a lot. First of all, he said that he did it. He said he got on live and was like, I don't even want to press charges against her. I just want, you know, I just wanted her out of my house, out of my way or whatever. So it's like for you to even, first of all, call the police on that, whatever. It's just everything about this situation. It's just like escalates because, okay, because there was an argument that guys were making. We're like, okay, well, you know, in this day and age, you do have to kind of cover your, cover your ass and kind of record situation that happens. Cause we don't know what she was doing behind the scenes, but it's like, which is very true. But in the, I don't think that that 100, I'm, I don't think that would fully apply to this situation because it looks like he was provoking her. You're literally this at three o'clock in the morning. You woke her up. She has a baby in her and she's feeding that child. You're recording her. She got to go. Like you woke up. You kicked her out of your house. You can wait till the next morning. Like that's too aggressive. Of course, as a mother, not even as a, as a girl without him, I'll be pissed. I'll be like, I'm not leaving until the morning. If you want me up that bed, then you check, you get a hotel. You, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's like, and so I don't give a, you talking about, oh, or the argument again was like, oh, they got to, um, you know, cover their bases. I don't know. Like you need to stop provoking people. If that's if you are so worried about how they're going to react and there's a way that you go about things, especially for new mothers. I feel like for new moms, you really have to be especially protected over them because it's like, you never know what, what's going to spiral them. What's going to take them out of control. They already feel different. Their body's different. They're everything they're doing is different. Not only that, they have to consider another child. That baby is three months old, bro. That baby is three months old. So it's just like, no, I'm so, I'm so, Sorry, the baby, you can never come back from this fucking clown behavior. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not even too sure what we expected from a nigga who makes statements like what he did at Rolling Loud. Like, ugh. yeah, he's just okay. like, I, somebody I, said the baby has spent the whole of 2021 trying to cancel himself. And I believe it. Is. You are. And that's why stay canceled at this point. Stay canceled because the baby, what are you doing? Why is this? No, I'm um. And to me, like. The fact that you even sit here and you think you're uncancelable is crazy to me. Like, like you're, not, you're you you're not that high on a lot of people's top five, top teens. You, you know what I mean? So nuts. to me, it's kind of just like you're very bold with it. Like you're you're, you're not the new Tupac. I don't know who bold. the fuck Fat Joe. It, like, oh my god, made your head give, that big. You you don't give anybody's top ten. Actually, he doesn't give longevity. Wrong. Like at all. He's a narcissist. Great a narcissist. Narcissist. And imagine imagine a nigga that. What five six five? Not talking to you crazy, y'all, girl. (laughs) I am taller than you. Don't even. I will. (laughs) We wear the same size clothes, pussy. What are you talking about? Get out your house. You get out my house. This is your daughter's house. The fuck are you talking about? Period. He's a weirdo. He's a fucking weirdo. I'm just so. I'm so annoyed. I'm so mad, and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I even know. Even just moving off of this topic, I'm gonna have more to say about his bitch ass because I cannot stand the baby now. Like he is so done for me. That's so corny behavior. 
corny behavior. Like, imagine your own mother, like your father talking to your mother like that. Like, mm-hmm. huh. corny behavior, bro. So no, facts. I hate for her. I felt bad for her from jump, and I felt I would feel bad for her even more now because it's like, bro. Whew, I wish. I mean, I mean, I, I guess you didn't see this with the Tim Weeks that you had opportunity, but true i hear you but at the same time like it's that's why it's very important like we have to have our own stuff as well you know what i mean like her selling i guess she sold her house and like moved in with him like mm-mm. you need did to she have sell a safe- did she ever have I don't, a house i don't i don't know but that's what i read somewhere but like you should always have a safe place because like yeah. especially a guy that carries himself like that who's been handling you in that kind of way mm-mm. always have i'm a sure place. Yeah. I'm sure she had a place to crash because I know she has like her family and all the other stuff. But the problem is she's in Charlotte. I'm not going to have no safe place, no place in Charlotte. In Charlotte yeah. <laughs> like where the hell is Charlotte? Like, you know what I mean? No. Oh my gosh. No shame. No shame. What's I get what you're saying. What I like, people mean, just, like, especially celebrities, they, that's not a common ground for celebrities. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's literally Atlanta, LA, New York, and exactly. maybe Texas. Like a major port city. Like if I'm in Charlotte, I'm only going to be there because you have a place. You are my safe right. place in Charlotte. But yeah, right. honestly, I mean, as toxic as he was, I'm sure she knew. But three months in, I'm sure her head. And the crazy part is, I was talking to a friend about this, where it's like, why did she leave? Why did she leave? But I was like, have you ever been in a relationship where like you get into an argument and your head, you're just like, what? What are we even arguing about? Like, yeah. get away from me with this. Like, you know, I'm not even going to entertain it because this is not a big deal. I'm sure in her head, she was like, it's three o'clock in the morning, get out. Like, you're kidding me. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not going anywhere. You know what I mean? You're going to get over this in a week tomorrow morning. Just like, leave me alone. And this nigga hops on live. I know she was like, you're a shit. No, you're a bitch. You're a bitch. <laughs> like, you're a bitch. I know in the back of her head, she was like, wow, you're a, wow. You're really, not even, wow. you're a bitch. You're a not bitch. Not even his live, her live. <laughs> like, no, you're a bitch. Y'all think she got back with him? I mean, if she did, I, like I said, I wouldn't hold her, unfortunately, because it's like, because uh, now he's like, yeah, like I wouldn't hold her either. Like, I wouldn't hold her either. I wouldn't hold her either. Uh, but but for the sake of the kid, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. You, you know, I'm. I'm. Thank you, Jory. That's it's a little thing. soon. Like, it's a if she soon. was to go back, I've gone back to nigga for worse and less. You know what I mean? So no, 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 to no. Me it's like, jo, I've gone back to niggas. But let me tell you something. I've gone back to niggas for sure. But however, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's a, it's different when a kid is involved, but it's also different when there's public, public. embarrassment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If a nigga ever get on the internet in front of hundreds of thousands of people and call me his side bitch and call it's me his side, done. that's the last thing that you could ever say to me again in your life, bro. Like everything else moving forward is about this kid and fuck you. We don't have nothing else to talk about, like nothing. So that's why I'm like, it's, and it, then he that, it's just try a little to say different. Come up off him, bro. And not only that, you kick me up because. She took taking a plan B, bro. She said all he wants to do is sit up and come up, come at me. And she's like, that's not responsible, which my nigga, it's not. You got so many kids on the way. You toying back and forth with my this baby mom and your other baby mama. No, I'm not about to have another kid with you. I'm going to take a plan B. So I just, bro, it's giving narcissists controlling and all this. mm -mm. I can't, I can't. Very much so. Very much so. But speaking of triggering stuff, let me say we're gonna talk about one more triggering thing before we move on to lighter things. Um, did y'all see the Rittenhouse verdict? How did y'all feel about that? Kyle, in case y'all didn't know, Kyle Rittenhouse, he was the shooter um last year in Kenosha. I think I believe it was Kenosha. Um, he was approached by three people and he shot all of them. I think one of them survived and two passed away. I could be wrong. Y'all tweet me if I'm wrong, but um his it was ruled a self-defense, so he was found not guilty on all charges. I don't even know what all the charges were, but did none of them stuck. So it's been it's been a shit show. He got to choose his own jury, but his own jury, his own jury. Um, the judge had 
Trump's campaign song as his ringtone. The judge was found talking about a jury and called him a black. So it's been really weird, but so Once it's not a surprise. Got to pick his jury, I just knew what was up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, why are y'all even doing this? Y'all allowed him yeah. to pick his own jury. We see the plot. Literally. <laughs> we see it. <laughs> Yeah. What's crazy is I was talking to somebody and they were like, honestly, if you really look and listen, I'm not pro, I'm not a conservative by any means, but they were like, if you really look into the case, Kyle Rittenhouse was always going to be self-defense because legally it was because he pulled his trigger after um, the gun was pointed at him and they chased him and all the other stuff. But they were like, this is really just a distraction from the Ahmaud Arbery case, which really is a shit show. And I was like, low key. And he was like, I don't understand how this trial became the bigger of the t- of the two when the other one is the biggest outrage, because if these people get off, then we really need to figure out where what went left. And when I started actually watching the other case, it is a shit show. I'm like, I need to watch it on. Yeah. And the crazy part, this this word house thing complete completely overtook the media when he was always going to get off. As soon as the witness came out and said he pointed the gun at Rittenhouse first, he was going to get off. I mean. He's going to get off because he was white. I'm not going to lie. That's really the only Thanks. reason. Because it hadn't been a black person. Actually, there have been multiple black people who have done things. Um, shit. There's a, 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 even in with this situation coming up, the whole Rittenhouse um, case being closed and stuff, like a lot of people are bringing up the fact that um, there's women in jail who have shot, you know, their abusers and they're, they're in jail for self-defense. There's a lot of things that like black people have done. And it's like, there, there was there's no way there, there's no way we would have there's literally no way we would have gotten away with anything so i just think that it just i'm not gonna say it shows it, it just continues to prove that the system is made for black people to yeah. fail and white people to win and I, that's all i have to say because it just becomes tiring talking about it but yeah facts no insanely tiring insanely yeah. tiring Ugh, being black is such a such a i don't want to say like it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, to be honest, because it's like... It has, we live in a whole different... Yeah. We live in a whole different world, because sometimes you talk to people and it's just like... Things like this, it's like... Seeing it, it sucks, but it's like... What sucks more is that it's like, it's not shocking. It would have been shocking if you would have been found guilty. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like America being what it is, this is what the system is meant to do. It's meant to protect white people and to jail black people. <laughs> the system was never designed to protect us. So, so, yeah, but yeah, and even I'm not gonna lie, like I wasn't expecting much from him, especially because he put that performance on when they were questioning him during court. But it's for him to—that's one thing. But for him to walk out of court and then they call him a picture of him driving home and they see him smiling, biggest day in the car. How are you even? What do you? What's funny about life right now? Because it's not about no, to be an easy real. road for you. It's not about to be an easy road for you at all. Like you are not about to be walking free. At, like Man, at but all. You, no. Did you hear it? Like a Republic congressman, obvious. Um, they said they want to have him as an intern. Yeah, offered him and, a job as soon as he turns eighteen. Bro, like two, they were fighting for him. Multiple congressmen have have. Or, let me say politicians. I don't know if it's congressmen, but multiple politicians have asked, told him, "Oh, if he gets acquitted, I want to give him an internship." Oh no, like that's bullshit. like for what? On what grounds? Like what? Ex- what like you grounds? know what I mean? I'm just like On because he would. I mean, the only thing about it is, and I hate to be that person. Somebody was just like the fact that all these, y'all, all y'all black people is up in arms because a white man killed three other white people. If y'all don't stay out of white people business, I was like, see, 
once you put it like that, let me just, let me focus on <laughs> making sure the black person gets justice. Cause what, how yeah. do I focus on this case? Like this really is black people being white people business. This is white on white crime. We need to focus on white on black crime. That's what I need to be focused on. So I was like, let me tune in to Amar Arbery. But speaking on black on black crime. So I don't know if y'all have seen, but lately there's been like, you know, these new aesthetics are like popping up and black girl luxury is this new aesthetic or whatever. And so black girl luxury gave room to regular girl, um, I guess the regular girl aesthetic or the average girl aesthetic or whatever. And this video recently went viral of this girl. She was like, y'all be looking up to Jada and Ari or whatever. And y'all think that's black girl luxury. But my version of black girl luxury is pulling up to Whole Foods and my Lululemon leggings and my new Escalade with my kids and sipping on Starbucks. And she got dragged for that. So now, I mean, everyone's getting mad because they're pretty much saying like, why do y'all feel like black girls can't have luxury? Why are y'all trying to put it, put us down? And the regular girls are saying that doesn't. And well, y'all get the gist. How y'all feel about that? Or if have y'all seen that at all? Yeah, I haven't seen the video, but I did see some girls saying something about like, why do y'all look up to Ari and Jada? Like I have other people to look up to. Um, OK, well, I don't think I, I think it must have been like a shortened clip. Or maybe it was a tweet that it I was read. a TikTok. Well, it was a TikTok. So the video was literally like probably 10 seconds. OK, I don't know. I think maybe I saw a tweet or something and they screenshotted it because I don't think I ever really watched the video. But bro, like black girl, when I think black girl luxury, I don't think Jada and Ari anyways. You know what I mean? Like when I think yeah. black girl luxury, I think of black girl unboxing like that. That's what I think. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't I'm not I don't I don't fall for celebrities. So I think even there's been a debate kind of lately. People like I would never go to the club to see a rapper's baby mama. And I'm like, yeah, I kinda, yeah, yeah. that I feel yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to the club Absolutely. because Jada or Ari is there. Like, I'm just no. not doing it. Like, why would I do that? But I don't when I don't even think of them as black girl luxury to me. I think of them as like but I think influencers. That's where the argument comes into play, because. Even okay, like which I know, Michelle, you don't mean it like this, but even you staging the 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 question is like black girl luxury versus regular girls. Like, first of all, every single black girl is able to afford luxury because luxury is what you make it. You know what I'm saying? My luxury could be different from your luxury. Okay. My luxury does not include wearing Lululemon, like that girl said in her her video. <laughs> Okay, Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's just luxury is different for like sometimes for me, luxury is literally doing nothing and something that's a luxury because I don't get that time now. You know, what I'm saying I don't get time all the time to just do nothing. I have to work. I have to. There's a lot of things I have to do. So luxury can be anything. Sometimes it could be taking a bath when sometimes she said shit at my parents house. I only have showers. So it's it's just it just depends on like what you what you make like. Well, it depends on what you make luxury. I don't think. And then for some people, if it is like looking up to other people for style or looking up to, you know, what I'm saying like, then it is what it is. I'm not saying that we uh, I wouldn't even go as far as saying that I don't consider them luxury or I don't consider like I don't think of them because it's not like my mind automatically is like, oh, all right, Jada luxury. But at the same time, they do live a luxurious lifestyle. So I don't understand why that girl was trying to kind of take that from her. I think she was trying to say something else. She, it just was the, the wording was off because she had no business bringing their name up. Like, I think she was. I kind of feel like she was trying to say kind of like what you're saying. It's kind of like, that's what y'all think luxury is. But this is what I feel like luxury. Luxury is me going to Whole Foods. But they do that. Like she said that me going to Whole Foods in my, and what she said in a luxury car, when I pop out with my two or three kids and I'm wearing Lululemon and I didn't work for the day, that's what they do. Like, I I don't understand. So she, I think her bringing them their name up was kind of just like, what shots are you throwing? Because it's like, 
they literally have four or five cars. They don't physically work. I mean, outside of their branding, like they wear designer items. They have kids. What that that's what they do. So what point yeah. are you making? I feel that, but I, to, to your point, because and this is not to shake you at all, because a lot of people came out when Black Girl Luxury versus, I, well, I, I'll say what it's like Black Girl TikTok versus Regular Girl TikTok really came out or whatever, and the the people who were doing Black Girl Luxury were saying the same thing, like luxury is a state of mind, this or that, and in some tweet, <laughs> somebody tweeted, he said, now lu- now luxury is about the little things like brushing your teeth in the morning. Oh my gosh, y'all are so effing full of shit and manipulative. <laughs> luxury is what you make it. Buy knucklehead. You know that's not what the conversation is about. Deflection is so dark-sided and the thing is in that point i do agree because everyone now all the black girl luxury is like why can't black girls afford luxury why can't and it's kind of like okay no shade but let's not be dense right like you know who your audience is you know that when you hashtag black girl luxury when you hashtag rich black rich girl rich girl tiktok you know exactly what aesthetic you're trying to tap into you know when people look for that hashtag you know what aesthetic they're looking for like joy said they're looking for boxes they're looking for trips they're looking for luxury items that's what they're looking for they're not looking for somebody who is sitting on their couch saying i had the freedom to watch netflix today yeah if you hashtag black girl tiktok (laughs) they're scrolling so i feel like that's what create the space of people saying hey y'all look we can't afford all the other stuff. We're average, but we're still lit. And I feel like they were trying to invite that niche too, where it's like, we're, we're trying to subscribe to people who, who pop, maybe yeah. one day you will be rich girl TikTok, but right now you're not right. Right now you maybe it's college girl. Maybe you're, yeah. you're just trying to make going you know back what I mean? to what it re- what like YouTube really was. Yes, yeah, exactly. Just a lifestyle. So, so I feel like that's what it is. The problem was, I feel like when that happened, a lot of people who are doing black girl luxury, like a lot of girls are saying, Oh yeah, we're regular girl too and still showing luxury stuff so it's kind of just like okay that's when it started getting confusing but i do feel like there's a clear difference and i feel like there can be a difference i don't feel like we have to dumb down what luxury is and to make it so um accessible to everybody because let's be honest Mm -hmm. if luxury was accessible it wouldn't be a luxury it wouldn't be it would just be it'd be just every day right the whole idea of something being luxury is that the fact that it's not accessible to everybody so if you're making your licks niche niche something luxurious cool maybe somebody taps into it they can't afford it but one day they would like to and they'd like to see it see that you know what i mean when i couldn't afford chips i would love watching th- watching videos of trips because i was like oh i would love to go there one day you know so that's where i'm at with it but the whole verses and black girl versus black girl to me i'm like i, I wish we'd have to do that i wish we could all just have our own space and occupy it and just support each other from there. Mm-hmm. I don't know why yeah. it has to be like a drag down, tear down. Or division. Like it's just, it's unfortunate. It's always us too, because no white girls, they be having all kinds of uh <laughs> and it's space for everybody there. in each niche. And you know, I'm like, it's, like it's crazy. It's so much space it's when it comes crazy. to black girls. It's like we it's like we're fighting for five spots. Like, yep, like y'all, literally. we can all exist here. You know, we have, remember Awkward Black Girl came out. Wasn't nobody just like, well, I mean, why does it have to be awkward? Like, it's just like, dang, like, let people who are awkward just vibe with that. Okay, so did y'all see that Drake and Kanye West are friends again? Were they ever not friends? But did y'all see that? No. Yeah. I guess, I um... What's his name? Jay Prince, like, made it happen. Oh, my God. It's just it's still not making sense to me. It's not making sense to <laughs> I don't me. know what kind of ties he has, but wow. Mob ties. Bro, I'm, I'm saying. How the hell? How the hell? the hell? But if you watch Kanye West's interview, I knew it was coming. Because honestly, like, he was low-key, like, throwing shade in the interview. But he was low-key, like, you can tell he has 
I don't want to say a lot of love for Drake. I don't know what it. I don't even know how to describe Obsession. it. Uh, I don't want to say that. Oh, he respects him. You could tell. Uh, you could tell he respects him as an artist. I'll say that much. No, he definitely does. But like, even his interview, I was like, Drake is sure coming up a lot in this interview, huh? Like, <laughs> well, they kept asking about him. You said what? They kept asking about him. They kept asking Kanye about Drake. Was they yes, they was. Watch the interview. No, they weren't. No, watch. I, he was. I watched the interview. A lot of information. I when people do even that. I watched like, the interview. No, okay. So when talking he, to me. <laughs> oh no, because even when he was like, um, oh, when you talk about the two most influential people. There's Kanye. There's Drake. They didn't ask about Drake at that time. He volunteered that information up. And even when he in the beginning when he was talking about how um, what's it called. Kim and all this other stuff. Then he brought up Drake again. Like I was surprised at the many times that Kanye brought up Drake. I don't think they they would ask about Drake when they were trying to like get him to dig, dig deeper after he brought him up. But he talked about Drake on his own. I mean, like positive things, like not just as much as the beef or all other stuff. Like he said a mm-hmm. lot of positive things. Like he said that Drake changed the way that people rap. That Drake was very smart. That he, even when he mentioned God's child, God's children, he mentioned Drake. I was like, dang, you saying Drake's mm-hmm. name a lot. Can I ask a like, question? In a positive light. What was their beef even about? Thank you. Ask okay, that again. Because so, I'm like, it's not real. <laughs> ask that again. Uh, I'm knows. so sorry. No like, Don't give a backstory. It's, it's a narrative. It's a narrative they're trying to control Damn. and create. Like, that's why I don't give up. Like, where y'all were, like, all of a sudden they just start common. throwing shots at, at each other via songs. And it's like, oh, Drake's beefing. Drake's going to Drake's fucking Kim. Drake. Oh, bro. Like, I mean, it, no, that whole crept down a light. Exactly. That's what I'm I talking mean, about. Like the whole, right. like that's what I'm saying. Like we don't know where it stemmed from. All of a sudden, it was just this is uh, on songs, and then it's like, oh, checks over strike. It's we don't. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. <laughs> we, we don't, don't care. care. Yeah, I, I paid zero attention to them reconciling because it's like, bro, Girl, fuck the both of y'all. It came and went. Realize they was beefing. Like I was like, this beef was really real. I thought this was for album sales. <laughs> and that no, it's it, it's very strategic. If 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 we're being real, because yeah. Last couple weeks ago, Drake was pulling out shit for um, the effects from Astroworld. So he was getting sued from Astroworld. So he pulled out um, off of somebody's album. I can't think of it off head. And he also pulled out French Montana. Yeah. And then if I'm not mistaken, he pulled out of a concert or he just did it. Or no, he didn't pull up a concert. He didn't respond to the first initiative that um, Kanye was like, oh, I think we should do a concert, whatever. And everybody was like, well, Drake's not going to do it because of the whole Astroworld situation. Right. So you're pulling out of for, um, playing on French Montana's album because you, again, because of the backlash from Astroworld, but then you turn around now you're going to do a concert anyways. Oh, they're actually doing a concert. Oh, yeah, they're doing I that, that was rumor. concert. No, it, it's official. Oh, I saw that actually. So it's just like, right. it's an agenda. It's an agenda. It's an agenda. <laughs> I'm not falling for it. Like, uh-uh. he needed it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, yeah. it's, it's looking bad. The Astro World has everybody to blame. <laughs> it's the end of their career. Do what you can't save yourself, Drake. You don't deserve this. You do not bro. deserve this, bro. <laughs> I don't know how you got tied to that fiasco. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump into the topic. I think I know October, I think, was Mental Health Awareness Month, but we didn't get a time to talk about it. So it's November. And as we go into the holidays, we just want to give ourselves a little mental check and see, you know, where we're at with protecting our peace and all that good stuff. So, I mean, I know I think we talked about protecting our peace before on this podcast. And, you know, mm-hmm. as we grow, you know, that can mean something different for you, different stages of your life. So right now, what is... What does that mean? I guess for y'all, for where you're at right now, what does protecting your peace mean to you? 
protecting my peace means like just making sure keep myself centered in my mind, like calm and still, you know what I mean? That's how I, that's what I feel about protecting my peace and staying and just being positive as hell. Mm. Staying away from negativity. Protecting my peace for me is like not letting anything destroy my current mood and vibe, I guess. Yeah, I just would be like staying sane in the midst of chaos. That's really what it is for me because is this world ever going to be peaceful at this point? Right. No. So just staying sane in the midst of what's going on. That's protecting my peace. No, I feel that because I feel like especially like as you can tell by our current events, like there's so many like triggering things happen and it's very easy for you to just like be consumed in like what you read or what you see. But I think for me, protecting my peace is knowing when to detach, you know, knowing to detach from society, what you read and just like having that tunnel vision. Because I can say me personally, like it is very easy for me to get like affected or my mood be influenced by things around me, even people around me. So I think growing older, like once I realized that, I tried to use more discernment as far as like knowing when I even allow people around me. Because sometimes it may not even be like, allowing certain people around you. Sometimes it can just be like, have people around you, period. You know what I mean? Sometimes you may not be in a space to socialize. You may not be in that space to even like, um, I know I think the other day there was like a show called Made and I was talking to like my friends about it. Like, um, they were like, oh, you should watch Made. And I was like, I heard it's really sad. I'm not going to watch it. They were like, oh, it's not that sad. I was like, no, where I'm at right now, I just don't even want to watch some sad mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> For me, that's protecting my peace. It's like, I don't yeah. even want to feel that right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going like, to lie. That'd be me on TikTok. <laughs> That'd be me on TikTok. Because I'm not going to lie. They're, like, literally, you could be laughing your ass off. I literally went from laughing my ass off to crying in a matter of seconds because of fucking TikTok. Because I'm like, oh, damn, like, this is, is relatable. Crazy. The algorithm is insane. So I'm not going to. So sometimes but I'm on a roll laughing. If it's not a joke, I have to keep it going, bro. Yeah. Because I cannot let this cut literally in tears from a fucking TikTok, bro. And if y'all know, TikTok is only like 30 to 60 seconds. So imagine yeah. like the insanity that goes while you're scrolling. Like, man, when I hear a certain song, I just know keep going. Man, keep going. So I don't have God. time for it. So like, OK, so say you're avoiding stuff. Have you ever tried to avoid something and it's been so hard to do it without like, because of course you don't ever want to tell nobody like mm-hmm. we talked about triggers last episode, right? So you don't ever want to be like, oh, that's triggering. This is going to my piece. How do you go about it in a way where it's like you're not upsetting yourself by even explaining it like how do you or do you even like for instance say like you're in a really bad mood and your friends like or maybe you're like in a really sad mood and your friends like oh let's go turn up or whatever and in your head you're like I know if I go turn up I'm not gonna be a good time and I know if I'm not a good time it's gonna make me feel like shit how do you communicate that with with, to your friend without your friend being like dang it's gonna make you feel better I'll just politely just be like, you know, next time, not tonight or not today, you know, as nice as possible. And your yeah. friend should your friend should pick up the vibe like, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't think I ever I don't think I ever just say that I, I always be like, oh, I'm just I'm not feeling it today or I'm in the bed. Like, I don't know. I don't ever just say like, oh, I can't because I know if I go like I don't explain <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> I just say like, like, why am I not going? But I will say like, I'm not feeling it today or I'm already in the bed. Like, I'm just not in the mood. Like, I'll say that at least like, because that's literally what it is. Like, I'm not in the mood, but thanks for thinking of me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little different with, sorry, with like, because I think you mentioned like the podcast and, you know, how do you 
kind of navigating that. But I think it's kind of it's a little different with the podcast, because even as we were talking, I was just like, there's you just again, you never know, like what triggers somebody and what doesn't or whatever. So it's just a little hard to to even honestly, for people listening, just have a deeper appreciation for people who do have podcasts, because for triggering conversations, I can't sit here and be like, I'm not going to talk about this because, you know, there's some certain things that I won't mention, but like for a podcast, I have to push through with that. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to push through, like we have to push through and provide content regardless of like, you know, feeling this. And if you voice it, you voice it, you don't, you don't like, you know, some people may get quiet on certain subjects and some people, you know, may be hella vocal. I feel y'all taking shots. I don't know why y'all just didn't do that off of mute. <laughs> so, okay. So we, we talked about how, um, protecting your piece is easier explaining it but mm-hmm. you say you be in the front and i'm not this is not just an awesome club stuff or anything it could be something as simple as wanting to watch a movie with somebody or wanting to come over or wanting to talk about something or wanting to you know vent to somebody how do you as a friend go about protecting the piece of your friend what does it have to do with wanting to go out or go watch no a movie? no no like apart no. from that no um, no, no. I was giving an example because I know earlier I had gave the example of, okay, if your friend calls you up and you know, you're not mm-hmm. in the mood and she's like, Oh, she wants to go out. How do you, do you ex- go out of the way to explain your reason or do you mm-hmm. just be like, I'm not enjoy that she's not in the mood. So I wanted to just make sure that I was clear that it's like not that instance, but any instance, say you are the friend, like as far as like, um, say like, how do you, cause we know how we protect, protect, protect our own peace, but I'm saying, how do you go about protecting the peace of others around you? Like, for example, it could be something as simple as, okay, if I know, like, say I, um, I'm going to be somewhere and, okay, I'm not even going to give that example. Say, okay. Say somebody lost their dog. Right. And I don't know if y'all watched the movie. Oh, yeller, but you know, spoiler alert, but I'm not gonna go and be like, Hey girl, you want to go see Oh yeller? You know what I mean? It's going to be like, yeah. as a friend, it's like, yeah, you really want to see that movie. But even if your friend is not outwards telling, you no. Don't take her to no movie where a dog dies if you know her yeah. dog just died. Right. Like, why are you exposing her to that trauma? I'm not gonna lie, I, I can't speak for everybody, but within like my friend group or at least our friend group, I don't think that if we knowingly know something was triggering for somebody, I don't think that we would ever put them that them in that situation. And if if it was to happen, I would expect you as a friend to put me in my place. And I just check me about it, like, be like, hey, like this is triggering for X, Y, or just, I, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't think we would purposely do that. Yeah. So I think that example was a little bit too, was a little bit obvious, you know, but I was just to give my point across. What I'm saying, my question is like, how do you go about like protecting the peace people around you? Like for me, it would be like, okay, I know the type of friend I am. Like, since I am like, I have like, kind of like an avoiding personality. Like when it comes to my friends, I'm kind of the exact same way. Like if I know that my friend is not in a good mood, I'm, I will, I think I, I'll do certain things like I won't say certain stuff or I'll, I'll um, try not to broach that subject. Or even like if like, for instance, like say there are some people who like when you're sad, they may ask you what's wrong. I'm the type of person where I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm like, see you out and just be like, cause in my head, I'm like, if someone's sad, they probably going to tell you what's wrong. I, I usually will be like, okay, let me see what I can do to get their mind off of this instead. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's my question is like, as far as like protecting your friend's peace, like what kind of person are you? Are you the person who's like, let me get her out of this mood or are you the person where it's like, okay, let me respect it or let's talk through it or. Um, for me, I'm never going to just straight up be like, what happened? Like, why? Like, cause for me, 
I appreciate those, I guess, who take the time to ask, but it's just like, when I want to talk about it, trust me, I'm going to talk about it. So it's like, don't put me in this awkward position to tell you what exactly is wrong in this moment, especially if I don't want to talk about it, especially when I know, like when I'm ready, for the most part, people know I will talk about it, but it's like, when I'm not ready to talk about it, please don't ask me why, like what is wrong? Like at some point I will gladly talk about it. So for me, like knowing that's how I am, I never just immediately, oh, well, what's like, why? Like, you know, like I feel like as are you okay? Do you, I'll ask, like, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? But I'm never going to straight up ask you because it's just like, they might not be ready to talk about it at that moment, mm-hmm. but I want them to know like, when you are like, I'm here, we can talk about it. But I never just straight up ask like, what happened? Like, why, like, what is wrong with you? Cause I don't know. Maybe that's a bad thing to do, but I, I would do that based off how I like to yeah. be treated in that situation. So I'm not saying that is right. I'm not saying it's wrong, but that's just how I approach situations. Mm, me, I don't like, I'm the same way. I'll let the person open up to me. And just respect it at the same time. And also a little combination of like, you know, trying to get them out of like their funk a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe like what Michelle said earlier, go come over and like watch the movie, you know, take your do other things that's going to take your mind off of whatever you're going through. You know what I mean? That's what friends do. So, yeah. Yeah. Another thing that uh, come across, I don't remember, remember that song where it was like, I saw your friend out the other day. Okay, no, I forgot. Okay, okay, fast forward. Mm-hmm. The song is pretty much like, <laughs> oh, how you gonna bring the song up and don't know the words? Well, no, it's okay. It's well, okay. It, you know, it, it happens. It happens. It happens. But, but in the song, it, he pretty much says like, <laughs> "I saw your friend and I asked her how, how you were, and she was like, and he pretty much saying, what if I, we were, uh, what if we were meant to be together? What if you were really meant for me? How can I be sure that things are better? Uh, whatever. If you're mm-hmm. not." If you're not, how can you be sure that things are better if you're, if you're not with me or some shit it's like okay, that? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So in the song, he goes to her friend and he's like, so how is she? And she's like, she pretty much like, she's good. Do not reach out. To, don't you dare reach out to her. Like she's doing well. Like I'm not even spreading the message. Leave her alone. In that moment, I was just like, dang, like the friend not even going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Nothing. She pretty much just like, listen, I'm not even going to let you ruin what this girl has, you know? And so I feel like, okay, that takes a really big friend to be able to put yourself in that position to be like, I could send this message and who knows, this was the love of her life and maybe this is something that she... Yeah, because a nigga like me going to take that bait and be <laughs> like, tell I mean? her to call me. And she is hopping in her head. She's just like, no, I can't even, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not even going to let you do that. Cause I know that this is going to be a shit show. I can't. Yeah. Every time I yeah. hear that song, I'm just like, Loki, the friend is the real MVP. Yeah. Honestly. No, seriously. Or the biggest hater. Who knows? Seriously. So in that situation, mm-hmm. what would y'all do? For instance, okay. Y'all, y'all, y'all dated this guy. He was the, like, we're going for the time period on it because you know, time, time, time is an illusion. <laughs> I'm going to say, what did you say? Time is an illusion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Even Dana's got for five years. Dana's got for five years, and y'all break up. Some scandalous. Imagine if the scandalous. Scandalous is different. We all have our boundaries, but something caused y'all to break up, and it was he's dead to you. You meet somebody else. Y'all been dating for a year. He's talking engagement. Y'all talking kids. Y'all have y'all's first name, y'all's first son's name picked out, and it's gonna be a boy because you want a boy first. And then your friends sees him, and he's like, "I made a mistake." I'm so sorry. I love her and this and that. I'll make it right. I'll do this right now. And I know. Would you want your friend to relay that message? Or would you want your friend to like, like literally your friend tells you that 30 years later, like, oh, you know that, like you've been talking to that guy for a year, you know, so-and-so. I know you always ask like, why he never called you? Why did he reach out? He actually did. He came to me and I, and I 
told him not never to call you. Oh, well, if she feels that way, then yeah, like why if there was like unfinished business and she was really hurt. But I I'm, I would want my friend to handle it the same way I would handle it. Apply pressure and see where it gets you. You telling me all this, what is it gonna do? So if you really feel like you want to get her back yeah. and you really fucked up. Yeah, off from the fucking ceiling. I don't know. Do something like I do. Telephone me with a motherfucking ring. How the fuck do you want me to leave another nigga? Exactly. Who I fell in love with baby names. <laughs> you like, better come with all the the biggest energy. So you would encourage her. You would encourage the guy to like pursue. Absolutely. If, if I knew how the 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 my friend felt about him, and she still was like, I don't. She's not like, oh, I don't hate this nigga. I never want to talk to him. Like, no, at the time she did. At the time she did. But I think like, but I'm I'm gonna fast forward like twenty years from then. She'll probably be like. So-and-so really just, it's crazy that we never rekindled because it was like very back and forth. If you end up not telling her, that's what's going to end up happening. I mean, you're never going to tell her that he reached out to you. It's either yeah. you tell her that he did. Uh, yeah. Or you, or, or I you think keep if that you're the, secret forever. Either for, yeah, till the casket drops. Like, yeah. no, 20 years later. But I feel like. Remember you, you said MVP or biggest hater. You're my biggest hater 20 years later. <laughs> because what are you doing? But my thing is like, <laughs> in the sense we're talking about, oh, he would need to apply pressure. It's like, you can tell me, but if this nigga doesn't apply pressure, he doesn't reach out to me on his own. What does it change? Like anybody Nothing. can say anything. Like Girl. niggas love to swing, circle the block when they see that you're moving on with another nigga. Like they'll say anything yeah. to you, even if they don't even and really to your mean. friends too. Well, you'll like, be surprised what? though, because even like that little seed that you plant, that puts so much. Because think about it, even in your head, like it's like even the littlest pressure he applies. Like to have your mindset go from like I'm done with him to him being back in the picture, it can make you doubt what you got going on. No, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I've, I don't want to say I've been in this exact situation, but like I've literally had somebody say something to me and it's just like, bro, you don't even mean what you're saying. Like you just do not want to see me move on. So it's like, that's so fucking selfish of you. Like keep your words. Like, and that to me is so wild because it's just like as another human being, like why would you hold somebody back from progressing with their life by by even making them feel like you want to circle the block back on them when in reality, you know, you don't. So it's like, no, like because to, niggas is selfish. To comment so on selfish. To comment on what you said, Michelle, like doubting what you have going on. Like this is my thing. If you let me, if I become the one that got away, I'm gonna remain the one that got away because Damn. if I move on from you and I'm now happy with someone else, I can't doubt that new person. Sorry, because they did what needed to be done and they stepped into the place something you couldn't do. It ain't nothing you going to say that's going to make me come back to go back to you. So no. Cause that's selfish. You. Why would you wait until I'm locked and loaded with another? Thank nigga? you. Like, you, the audacity, you should feel ashamed of yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to say this and it's going to go left. I'm going to bring it back in. Sorry. I'll be going left. Go left. But cause th- this is, this is usually what happens, right? Okay. So you're in a relationship and it's everything. It's toxic. It's this, it's that. It's only toxic because it ends, right? It's never toxic while you're in it, but when it ends, oh my gosh, it was so toxic. <laughs> That's how it be. Don't it? I mean, like, it's sometimes, like, sometimes you know it's toxic, but you say. I mean, true, but like, That's I was just saying, calling true. it toxic, I'm like, it's not like yeah. you're just like, you, you yeah. can't spot the signs, but red flags be there. But <laughs> you broke up this person, you're with somebody new, and it's green flags, bro. Green flags, bro. Like, it's like, a, it's like yeah. yeah. It's heaven. And, but something's missing, right? Mm-hmm. So something about it is missing. Like everything's good. Treat you right. Okay. So, th- and usually what it is, is because like a lot of times the reason why I think 
things you you allow yourself to stay in toxic situations is because there is a lot of a passion there. It's like the mm-hmm. passion of it all, like the heavy, like the intense feeling just breeds this kind of like toxic energy, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Right. So usually void of that in a relationship when everything's good, it's kind of like, you know, not saying it's boring, but it's like, it becomes kind of like mundane almost, you know, but it works because when you've been in something so like toxic and high energy, sometimes low energy is what you need, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's just period. So my question is when you, if you would have to choose, would you take something like, would you choose passion or, Oh, I want to say pleasure, but that's, that's what you're looking for in a situation. Peace, but my thing is like okay. (laughs) Is it even that? Like that's what it is. Peace. (laughs) Honestly, you got to give up one or the other. (laughs) Yes, choose your heart or your mental health. Okay, and I I think it's my mental health because I gotta live. (laughs) No, it's gonna it's gonna have to be like the 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 mental health for sure. Because in my head, it's just like sometimes it's like you you feel like you're missing something. But I'm like, in reality, I feel like sometimes like you're so used to and you're remembering that passion that you have with somebody else. I feel like sometimes like when things are so good in your current situation, it's just like you almost are hesitant. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) You're almost hesitant to like fully move on from that person. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what that void is, is like, okay, am I really missing this person for a passion or is it just like... I'm somewhere where I'm treated very good, but it's like in the back of my head, it's like, I know if I pursue forward with this person, like that literally would be the the closing chapter to this other person. And I feel like for me, when I really thought about it, that's literally what it was. It had nothing to do with, oh, I feel like it was more passionate. I like this person more. Cause if I'm over here and it's all green flags and everything is good, literally for me, the problem was I was nervous about shutting the door to my past and realizing that not only is it about me, but I'm also dating somebody else. So it's like, do I want to put you through that if I feel like I'm unwilling to shut the door behind me? So it's kind of like, that has been my struggle with that. It's not about passion. I feel like I'm close to somebody else. It's just a matter of like, am I really ready to move on and really close the door on on my past? Yeah. It sucks here, bro. It does. (laughs) It really sucks out here, bro. Like, Mm. living through your trauma and past experiences is like... Man. Can you even imagine what our life was like before we had all these like Man, beautiful, golden, peaceful, stress-free, stress-free, not I less worrying, gray hair. Girl. Like, um, imagine being able to watch TikTok and not cry. Man. Or <laughs> <laughs> listen to some songs and just not feel like, ooh, girl. Uh-uh. My life Man, was nice. <laughs> not saying it's not nice now, but like, you know, worry. It was nicer. Yeah. I, you know. <laughs> Nice. So, okay. <laughs> focus. Okay. So, it's so crazy how like, we're all so different. But I feel like we handle situations kind of similar, but I can't tell if we really handle situations similar or if we sometimes just give like generic answers, which is cool too. But, no. okay. Keep it 100. Huh? I said, no, keep it 100. No, because sometimes I feel like, you know, you say what sounds good sometimes, Mm-mm. regardless. Politically any- correct here. Yeah. No, Paula, you say what sounds good a lot. No, I don't. You do. Nah. You do. I don't. I really You're don't. You're Michelle's cl- co-signing, but she doesn't want to say it. Huh? No, I would say Michelle, but not me. But yeah. I, I say what sounds good. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like I say the most controversial stuff. I don't what say what's yeah. controversial. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle will not say anything before she says something. But Paulette, you will give a sound good answer before you sit out here <laughs> no, and tell I'm your not, truth. I, yes, I you will. Tell my truth. Paulette, Girl. how many times we pulled your oh, card on here for capping? How many times have we time? pulled your card too for capping? Never. Okay. What are you talking about? Okay, girl. Keep it going. No next yeah. question. Okay. Anyway. I don't like Go ahead. What'd you say, Jory? I say how I feel that moment. I'm growing every day. I learn. I'm learning through my mistakes. So fuck it. What I say one day might not be the next day. Like I'm learning day by day. No, that is true. Because sometimes I wake up and I just be so level headed. By the time I go to sleep, I'm like fuck niggas. So honestly, when it what it is. Okay, so we all took personality quizzes because right now as we talk about finding our peace and what how to protect it, I think the most important thing I feel like that helps you understand situations and your friends to understand you is to kind of know like your personality. Because even reading about my personality, I was like this actually makes a lot of sense because when I did mine personally, it said like, I was like a, a mediator and an empath, which I always kind of known. And I was like, in that situation, it helps me understand how to protect my PC even more, because I do know that I, my emotions can be influenced very easily. And in knowing that I know how to handle certain situations, I know, um, how to guard my peace more. My personality type was a protagonist. And it really, mm-hmm. It says, protagonists feel called to serve a greater purpose in life, thoughtful and idealistic. These personalities have strived to have a positive impact on other people and the world around them. They rarely shy away from an opportunity to do the right thing, even when doing so is far from easy. I mean, but honestly, it, it, it describes me. Like, I was like, yeah, that is me. Like, that is me. Like a leader, bold, and always trying to do the right thing, do right by others. So that does describe me, like, spot mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So with that saying, do you feel like when when it comes to I guess your peace, do you feel like sometimes you put others before you? Um, sometimes, but now like as of lately, not really. Mm-hmm. Was that that part? So no, I don't really. Not gonna lie, when it comes to like my mental health, I really don't put people before it. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a defender. I'm gonna read like three sentences to say okay. what it says. It says defender personalities are often meticulous to the point of perfectionism. And though they procrastinate, they can always be relied on to get the job done on time. Defenders take their responsibilities personally, consistently going above and beyond doing everything they can to exceed expectations and delight others at working at home. And that's so spot on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so honestly, I'm like, huh? <laughs> that is <Yes>. so <laughs> Mom was no. so fucking spot on. I was like, wow, that's very creepy. That's but yeah. crazy. Okay. This, so to say that, I'll ask you a question about how like you protect your peace. Okay. So knowing that you are, it seems like very detail oriented and goal oriented, oriented as far as protecting your peace, how do you keep yourself from like getting lost in like the details or like of uh, putting that, that pressure and that burden that sometimes being a perfectionist can put on you? Shit. I, I struggle with that every day. I feel like I could be a millionaire right now if I didn't ha- have the need to have perfectionism in everything that I do. That's something that I literally struggle with. And I talk about every day when I talking to my business minded homeboy, but, um, I, but outside of that, though, is I feel like because I people know I can get shit done, people literally always ask me for help. And before I would drop whatever to help people. But like I realized I'm like, bro, like people are literally taking advantage of like the fact that they know I can figure shit out, get stuff done. So for me, like saying no has really been like a big thing for me. Like I literally just say no. Like I don't care. Like my mom will ask me stuff sometimes. I'm like, no, not doing it. Like, and it sucks because people are like, damn, like you, you really tell me no. And it's just like, no, I'm not gonna do it for you because it's like, why can't you do it for yourself? And I even had a conversation with one of my friends and I told him I was like, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, you always ask for my help and my assistance. And while I don't mind helping you, I was like, I'm not gonna lie, like I, I feel like a secretary. And I was like, and I should not feel like that. Like as a friend, I should not feel like a secretary because you can't get shit done. And 
he really felt bad because he started realizing like damn like low-key i do reach out to her to help me with a lot of shit that like she's not obligated to help me with and so he stopped asking me for shit i'm like thank you i'm glad you realized you're really taking advantage of like my opportunity to get shit done so i I say no a lot no you made a good point because i'm not gonna lie i feel like saying no is probably one of the biggest steps to really just like stay insane because a lot of times like it's easy to be a yes person and not as far as co-signing somebody else's shit that means like as far as just like someone asks you to do something and because you're available you feel like okay i should do it because i do have the time but sometimes it's not Mm -hmm. even you having the time sometimes do you feel like it (laughs) do you feel like it because just because you have the free time does not mean you're available you may have decided okay sunday's gonna be my self-care day and somebody's like hey can you help me move out and you're like sure i'm free on sundays but but are you free? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are they asking you because they think that you're free? Or are they asking you because they know you'll say yes? For sure. But be, they said at the bottom of my thing that Beyonce is a is a um is a defender. And they said Queen Elizabeth. There was a lot of good people at the bottom. Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Did she get a BBL? No, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, there's a lot of people. So I'm like, should I read who else is mine? Okay, Crystal. What'd you say? Interested. So mine also was Defender as well, but um, I kind of, I'm not going to say I, I agree with some things, some things I don't, I, I really didn't read this whole entire paragraph, um, but what the one thing that I do agree with is that, um, okay, right here it says Defenders are true altruists, meeting kindness with kindness and access and engaging the work in people they believe in with enthusiasm and generosity. And there's actually another sentence in here that said something about like how they're um, sort of like empaths, like they can empathize very well with people. Oh, here it is. It says the defender personality type is quite unique as many of their qualities defy the definition of their individual traits. Though sensitive defenders have excellent analytical abilities, the reserve, they have well-developed people skills and social relationships. And okay, that wasn't it. But yeah, there was somewhere in the um, the paragraph where it says how like, you know, they can empathize really well with people. And I don't know if that's really me. I mean, the empathizing part, yes. But as a whole, I don't know if this is really me. Um, just because it, I'm not going to lie. The quiz was a little bit, it wasn't challenging. Answer, I, answering the questions was a little bit more difficult for me just because it's like who I am is not, I'm not going to say it's not who I have it, but I've changed a lot because of my environment. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the first question on there was like, you're open to meeting new friends. If I was in Texas, no. Like, and it's not like, no, as like, I don't want to meet new people, but it's like, I'm comfortable where I'm at versus like in a space where I have to meet new people. So a lot of the questions for me were like in the middle, in the middle, in the middle. Like, so I I don't, I don't know if this is really, you know, me as a person, my type. And I also was actually very, it was a long quiz, Michelle. I don't know why you had us do homework, but (laughs) yeah, I also was very tired answering these questions, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's, so do you feel like you have the same personality so you so you feel like your personality is different in miami than in dallas i guess you would say not my personality my characteristic traits yes like i have to be more open to talking to people i have to be like more stern i have to be like um less empathetic like my shoulders have like i have my head has to be on swivel at all times because i don't know these people versus like where i'm I'm comfortable at home like you know i'm i I can empathize with people i can have more like more realistic conversations with people on a daily basis versus like being here so i wouldn't say my personality is different my characteristic um, the traits different a little bit because it's a new environment okay so we're gonna take it back a little bit before what was yours uh mediator 
I, that's what we should have just went to strength and weaknesses, supportive, reliable and patient, imaginative, <laughs> observant, enthusiastic, loyal and hardworking. And one thing, because it said like I'm mostly introverted, which which I do agree. It says introverted individuals prefer solitary activities. They get exhausted by social interaction, which I've always said, like I'm an extroverted introvert. Like I get socially exhausted very easily. Like, yes, yeah, you know, I love being around people and all the other stuff I do, you know, especially being, but I feel like that's because I'm born and raised in Dallas. So like when I'm out, I see a lot of people that I know. So like, it's fun. But like the next day, I really am like, I, like it's so much, even like I had like to, somewhere to go on Friday and I literally was like I can't do it like I'm tired of being around people I'm not even gonna lie like I'd rather just chill and be in the house like you know sometimes I really do like my social battery gets really low and so when I was younger I used to not I used to think that was a bad thing I'm like okay I have to go 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 now that I'm older I'm like I don't have to be everywhere I'm, I'm kind of cool I'm missing events like FOMO does not hit me as hard as it used to um and I, it does say that I do make a lot of decisions based off of feeling emotions over logic even though I thought I choose my head over my heart, but apparently I don't, which I can actually believe. And it says I'm more intuitive than observant, which, which I agree as well. Like I, I can read situations very well, but sometimes I feel like it just becomes overthinking. Like I could yeah. see two people sitting together and some people just be like, oh, they're sitting together. And I'm like, they sit together, but they look real close. You sure they don't go together? Like, who? Hell yeah. That's definitely you. <laughs> but I overread situations. And sometimes it's a good thing because my intuition, listen, I, I'm rarely ever wrong, rarely, but sometimes I'll be wrong though. <laughs> That's the only bad thing. I know earlier, Joy, you mentioned like saying no in situations. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people say, in order to be successful, you must be selfish, right? Can, can, mm-hmm. can y'all think of a time maybe that y'all were selfish and I mean, chose yourself and maybe at the expense of somebody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally, like last week, <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. like my homeboy asked me to do something, and I was like, "No, like I'm, I'm not at home." And I could have did it from my phone, but I'm like, "No, like it's up to you to figure it out." Like, <laughs> not you, Jory is fucking funny, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, bro, because it's just like you're telling me you're just not gonna get this done. You're willing to lose money on the situation because you want me to do it. You won't stop and take the time to do it yourself. So no, like, and I felt guilty for that. I'm not gonna lie. Like in the past, I feel so guilty. I would just do it. But it's just like, bro, like you got to figure this shit out for yourself. I'm not your secretary. Like I literally could have done it, but I was like, no. And I don't feel bad about it anymore. Cause it's just like, people will take advantage of you. No, honestly, I feel that. I feel that. I mean, for me, I'm, it's, 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 this is going to sound so bad. Y'all I'm sorry, but it is what it is. One time, like, I think a friend was like venting to me about something and they called me to vent and I did not pick up the phone. I'm not going to lie. And I, I felt so bad about it, but if it's, I know it's, it's, it sounds so bad. And like, bro, sometimes people don't always have the capacity for that. Like, yeah, no. And that's, that's really what it was. Cause like at, at some point it was like, I feel like people were even noticing, like, I felt like I was going through it. You know what I mean? And I had yeah. literally just went through the same thing. And I was like, I'm over here reliving it. And I don't think the person realized it. Cause when you're going through some stuff, you don't re- you, sometimes it's hard to ask, like, are you capable of handling this? But like I said, like, even like reading my personality, like knowing that, okay, I am an impact off other stuff. I realized how much of that energy was being transferred to me. And it was like so much to the point where I needed a break. I'm like, you may want to like, it may be okay for you to like, dwell in this but I can't dwell in this 24 7 so it's like I had to detach myself and I felt so bad the next time because I was like I had to call and I'll be like hey when I was like more mentally like able to deal with the conversation like are you okay mm-hmm. so like that I did feel bad but looking back now I feel like you know I'm glad I took that time it was necessary but yeah girl 
I don't shake. <laughs> I don't shake some other other shit before too. And it's like because <laughs> I remember somebody called me and they wanted to come over, and I'm like, no, because you're gonna want to talk heavy, and I I just I can't like I'm unavailable. Like I just can't. Like I'm not in the mood for company. I can't talk heavy with you heavy about what you want to talk about today. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think nowadays it's kind of necessary to choose yourself first sometimes and be selfish in specific moments just because like like i said earlier you just some we just don't have the capacity bro look 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 outside your window well look look what's going on in this world bro like, not everybody has the capacity to just you know so you choose yourself choose your peace mm-hmm. like that's exactly what what you're supposed to do not at this day and age it's not everyday struggle and kill your come and kill yourself behind somebody else so I was going to ask, like, based on the, the conversation we were just having as far as like being selfish, like, is it hard for y'all sometimes to say no? Um, oh. Anybody? <laughs> for me, yes and no. Sometimes it's like I like to help people. Like, I don't I hate when like if something if I say no, and like something isn't happening, I start feeling really bad because like, dang, I, I would have just said yes. You know, things would have turned out differently. But then sometimes I would have to say no because, like, sometimes I feel like you can put yourself in a situation where it's like you're harming yourself. You know what I mean? So sometimes mm-hmm. it's safe to say no. You know, mm-hmm. not every time it's yes. Just, you know what I mean? You don't always want to be a yes man. Yeah. I think for me, I would say it. it is, honestly. Even though I am working for it not to be, it is. Because I used to, I guess for me, like, I... I always feel like, okay, if I'm saying no, I feel like I need a reason, you know? And even sometimes me being inconvenienced isn't even a good enough reason for me at times, you know? For some people, may just be like, oh, I don't have time. Sometimes I'll make time, even if it, like, overstresses me. So it wasn't until I had a conversation with my sister and I was complaining to her about something that somebody had asked me to do and I was low-key agreeing to. And she was like, well, if you don't want to do it, just don't do it. She was like, just say no. And I was like, true. I said, but I don't want to have to explain, like, why I can't and this and that. She was like, you don't have to. She was like, next time they ask you, like, because you be giving off. Because sometimes I feel like you give some an excuse, like they be they be trying to solve the problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He was like, just say no. And like I think like the next week he wrote around the person and asked me, and I was like, no. And they're like, why? And I was just like, I just nah. And like they literally accepted that. In my head, I was just like, wait, what the hell, you know? And it was not like a epiphany for me. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I really can't nobody make me do nothing, and including myself. Because sometimes I feel like I make myself do stuff more than the other person is. You know, like I'm the mm-hmm. one who's making it such a hard thing to say no to. So I'm working on just being like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I agree. I mean, for me, it's it, it's always for as long as I can remember, like I remember having this conversation in high school, like how it's so hard for me to say no. And like, everybody's always so shocked when I tell them that because like, I'm a very straightforward person, but like I I harbor other people. And that's one thing about like being a defender that I did agree with. We were saying like, you're easily able to sympathize with people and like, not necessarily take on other people's burdens, but it's like their problem almost becomes like, like their sadness almost becomes like you kind of like can live it. And like, uh, I mean, but, and I've always been that way, but now I think it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot easier for me to say no, because who the fuck is, you know what I'm saying? I don't know these, I don't know these niggas, but um, I, I don't know, even if I was to be like back home in a situation, I think like I've adapted so many habits being on my own that it's like, it's not going to be a problem for me to say no, because I for me, saying no is not like just no. Like when I would get stuff done, especially like, for example, like my parents, my parents is the number one like 
hey, Crystal, do this, do this, do this, do this, like pulling me in all kinds of different directions. And like, I would harbor that so bad, like to the point where it's like, if I couldn't get it done, like I would cry. Like I was like, I can't like, you know, like I would just, sometimes I would be late to work trying to help them or just every kind of thing. But it's like now, bro, like, like I said, I can't, excuse me, I can't come and die, bro. I can't come and kill myself behind, you know, helping somebody else. It's just, it's just, it's not, it's not realistic. It's yeah. not realistic. How could I be going through a, a through through M and then you want me to come and finish to mm-hmm. finish me to Z? No, like I, no, it's, it's not. I've, I've gotten a lot better at like saying no and being comfortable and saying no. Like, uh, and that's within like the last year or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the last year or two. I, I just think like different situations have just changed me so much. Like, bro, the person that, even the person that I was when I first started this talking on this podcast till now, bro, like I feel like as I've gotten older, like I'm a lot more emotional. I'm a lot more, I'm not going to say sensitive. I'm just like, everything is just different. And I don't even know if that's what comes with like the age of becoming a woman, not becoming a woman, just getting older and being much. And like, it comes with like being a woman, but I don't know what it is, but there's just so many different things about me, not even on the surface. Like, you know, that I'm just like, this is, this is completely, you know, this is different. Yeah. Yeah. I would say in the last six months, I've been more comfortable saying no, just because like, as y'all know, you know, I lost my dad coming up two years ago. And so like, I'm the only girl last born. And so, you know, everything automatically falls onto me. So I just felt myself always being like overwhelmed, like felt like I just had all these deadlines, but really they weren't my deadlines. There were other people's deadlines and I was just taking it up, taking it as my own. And so finally I had to like, basically tell myself like, you know what, you have to live your life too. So you have to practice saying no and standing on it. Cause it used to be a thing like, I'll say no. And then like a family member, or my mom will like persuade me into saying yes. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like firm with my nose and like, I don't even explain anymore. It's like, no, I can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. I feel like that whole saying no thing. I feel like the hardest people to learn to say that to is your family, especially, I don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to say that make it a, a race thing, but I feel like, especially being black, like we've just been taught that it, like it's disrespectful. To take on or, yeah. Burdens, you know, or to, you know. And yeah. it's so easy for your, your parents to rely, especially when you're children of immigrants, like your parents rely on yeah. you for so mm-hmm. much, you know, and it's almost, well, who, I don't know who, I think Kevin Hart did an interview recently. I, I think it was with Charlemagne. I don't remember who it was with, but I just saw a clip of it. And he basically was saying like how like as black people in like the media world or like the celebrity black world. Um, or just black people with money. Like as soon as you start making money, you become like the caretaker for your whole entire family. You're expected to put everybody on like, and how do you handle, like, how do you handle doing that? Like, are you expected to pay for your whole family? He was asking this to Kevin Hart. And Kevin was just like, well, he made a joke. It was like, I mean, first of all, if you want to get rid of somebody, just give them money and they'll go away anyways. He was like, no, I don't. He's like, I used to, he's like, I don't anymore because he was just like, he was like, I have a life and kids of my own. And I, and I felt him because it's just like, bro, even if you, which, I felt him not in a selfish sense, like, oh, keep all your money, even though you're making millions a year. Not in that sense, but in a sense that like, bro, even though you are making this money, like for you to get up and take care of your whole family, who knows like how many people that is, you know what I'm saying? Like, even as for me yeah. to be making that kind of money, you know how much family I have? There's not everybody you can help. You can yeah. help as many people as you can. You can do whatever, but it's like, it's not, you're not going to be able to help everybody. And that's just the reality of the situation. You're just not. So but that being said, my last, but I had another question it was like, how do y'all like, what are some tips to kind of like keep your life peaceful and like your chakras aligned? Like, what do you, and it's crazy that we were actually even talking about like the whole black girl luxury thing earlier into this, because it's like, um, you know, some things that I would consider is just like, 
for me, at first, before I even thought of it, was like, oh, you know, I'll go shopping or I'll do this or I'll do that. But realistically, like, no, bro. For me, it's it's sometimes it's staying away from people. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it is like, you know, taking a higher ground and like walking away. Even before I started this part, we started this podcast, I was actually upset about a work situation. And it's like, and that's because I, and, and, and honestly, I could have took it further, but I just shut my ass up and kept moving. But yeah, sometimes that's what it is for me. Like, you know, like I, it's not always like ar- not argue everybody, not talk to people sometimes. Sometimes I do have to fly off the radar and, and go ghost. Like mm-hmm. that, I think that, and I'm, it doesn't work for everybody because some people are like, they need social interaction, but I don't need that all the time. Sometimes social interaction could be too much for me. And a perfect example of that is like, I went out the other day. And like, I was going through a lot that like, I was having a really, really bad day. And I like, I was like, Hey, you know what? Like, I'll go out. Like I was just going out to eat, like with a friend, uh, with a girlfriend or whatever. And I was like, I got there. And so I don't know what triggered me. Tears started rolling. I was like, Oh no, like I have to go, bro. And I should have just like, you know, like I should have just like stayed home. I think it it was so many people. It was so overwhelming. It was like, people were just looking at me. Like it it was too much. I was like, I have to go. So I just think like sometimes like for me staying away from people and not, not people like social interaction, like doesn't, it's not a must every day. Like, you know, and then I always yeah. have to keep myself on a specific like schedule. That's when I start to feel like I'm not grounded. Like that's when I feel like knocked up off, off my schedule or like when it's like shit just starts going haywire or like I'm not used to like, you know, how, you know, that feeling when y'all go out of, out of like if y'all go on vacation, you come back and it's just like, where do I even start? Like I should have said yeah. the day off. Yeah. That's like, I don't like feeling like that. Mm-hmm. without going on vacation so yeah i just have to like keep myself super organized and sometimes like stay away from people or stay away from things that i know are going to trigger me yeah um i will have to agree with you there the whole social interaction for me now i like to throw myself in little like mini projects or like you know do things that i've like you know kind of put on the backbone and neglected for a few months and just keep my mind busy and also i like I used to not be able to sit in silence. I actually like sitting in silence and just like being in the moment and just chilling. Like I really, I being around people used to like lift me up. And now it's like, you know, I have to lift myself up. So I like to like, you know, sit in silence, chill for a little bit, or just maybe stay away from people, maybe for a day or two, but then bounce back. You know what I mean? So that's how I maintain my peace and I guess align my, align my chakras. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for me, um, even though it would be hard sometimes, like I, I take it two ways. Like the first way is like sometimes I just like I have to force myself to go outside because like something about the sun, I don't know what it is, but it's like I like it helps me feel so like it gives me peace. Like even if it's like going to the dog park, going to a park, taking a walk, like something that involves just being outside in the sun, like it it helps like keep me grounded. Girl, it's so crazy that you even say that because you literally was like, oh, I'm going to miss these walks when you left Miami. <laughs> and I was like, are you, Megan? I do not go out there enough. It's too much. But I'm like, you know what? It's so Maybe beautiful. It is, it is really beautiful. Like, but, and, and there are times where I'm like, I be in the house all day and I'm like, let me just take this walk just because I'm looking at white walls all freaking day. So, I mean, I feel you. Sometimes it does kind of, you know, help and keep you grounded. Yeah, that vitamin D is like, I don't know, it does something to me. But then, in another aspect, sometimes I'm not gonna lie, me personally, like I do get like I do have like highs and lows. Like sometimes I just I get into a mood, I don't know what it is. And before I used to beat myself up about it, like I'm just like, dang, I have to force myself to feel better. Like I'll be like, oh, let me do let me do this. But now that I'm older, I get, I give myself a lot more grace. Like I give myself a lot more grace. So it's like sometimes if I'm in a mood and I don't feel like it, I used to be like, 
try to figure out what's going on. Now I'm just like, okay, if y'all feel cool, good, that's cool. We can have a, a day where we stay in and we just chill. Who don't get shit done today? It's cool. Just like allow yourself to not feel like every second of the day needs to be jam packed with activity. Like that's one thing that I've just learned. Like it's okay. Like before I used to not even be able to watch like Netflix or like TV or sh- like, I used to not watch shows at all. Like, even binge watching shows sometimes was like, like I would binge watch overwhelming. One show. You know, it's just so guilty. Same show over time, every time. That was the office for me. I put on the office. (laughs) Now it's girlfriends because it's like sometimes with starting a new show, I don't know why it's anxiety. And you know, I'm going to find that tweet. There's a tweet that's like people who um, we're going to talk about it soon. That's what the tweet said. We're going to talk about soon with people who watch the same shows over and over as opposed to starting a new show because because they're afraid of like is it commit or starting something new or commitment or something like that and it was so me because i literally do that all the time like instead Mm -hmm. of starting something new and committing to it i'm like let me just throw on girlfriends and i'll watch it again (laughs) yeah mine's the parkers if i know i'm like dang let me just put some i know i'm just gonna laugh let me watch parkers and then also what I've been to, what, like what I like doing while I'm at work, I like watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. I started from season one and like, I did too. It's been entertaining. So it yeah, makes my work days go by fast on Hulu. Hulu. I do it when I'm cooking or something. Maybe and I just, yeah. like, I don't super pay attention, but it's like, I, cause I know already what happened, but like in the back of my head, I just be like, you know, you just catch little things here yeah. and there. And I'm like, oh I, shit. See, I didn't want start Real Housewives of Atlanta. I think it's like season either season six or seven. Oh so wow! Season so now I'm watching everything. I'm just like, oh my gosh! Like this girl, what season really are you good. on? I'm no, on it season is. three. Oh, I'm on one. And okay, like, girl, I, I yeah. was so sad. Oh, you're not. Well, I mean, you know what happened? I've seen it before. When, yeah. when Candy AJ passed away, I'm like, what? oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like dog, what the heck? Like, oh, it's so crazy. It's so yeah, it's a lot. Of, it is a lot. It, girl, it, it is really good. It is so crazy mm-hmm. because girl. I don't know. I don't care what anybody say. I'm team Nene and Kim. Yes, I, I love what? them together. Like, I love uh, that. Duo. I really do. Like I saw them recently in the um, take like hugging. And my cousin said to me and she's like, eh, they'll be over again. I'm like, but I like they them were together. actually they like were genuine so friends. Yes, and like they would get into shit and then get over and back to business. And yes. I like Nene in general. Like I, Bro, I've always been team Nene, but Nene I love was Nene. Shade at oh. Kim's <laughs> career. She said, I've never as much heard the girl hum. I mean, if you can hum a track, then yeah. <laughs> the only way that's, she basically told her the only way that song's going to pop is with me. I'm like, what? Nene? <laughs> no, Nene was really hating on her. Who, Nene was that's what I'm saying. Hey, and whoever, the song Dwight, and Dwight was messy too. Ooh. Dwight was messy, but I'm not going to lie. Kim had she had a motherfucking sugar daddy in her corner no, when she went to that when she went to that event and she bought like how a seventeen thousand dollar diamond bracelet. I was, I was like, like oh, Kim. but no when Candy Papa, I was like go ahead sis yeah, but when Kim Candy got on the, the she needs the platform. Candy used to be so confused at how Kim was spending money. She's like, how do you afford $250,000? No, I can't stuff? <laughs> Mind your business. And now all of a sudden I'm like, now I actually feel Kim. She was 29 at season one. She was 29. Young. Oh, really? Making, just, yes. She didn't look it, but she was. She was That's 29. Make it, uh, getting all that, all that shit from Big Papa. Shout out to her. Shout out to Big Taking Papa. Care of her I know who Big Papa is though. I forgot who he is, but. Who is it? No, was that you? Someone just said this the other day. About I, I don't remember what it was. I don't know if his like they did like a, an exclusive of his crib or something like that. But like whoever he was, like he, well, he was on MTV Cribs. Yes, him and his family and his kids and like that's I I put two and two yeah, together. He was on MTV Cribs, but I don't know which episode. But I remember there was an episode where yeah. they were like, "Oh, this is big, this is booming." Lee Najjar. Lee Najjar. He's a real estate mogul. <laughs> yeah. 
No, he That's had a whole wife and kids. Girl, he talked all that mess and then went and did the same thing with that Who did? man. Nene? I don't know about that. Remember the guy who got her Rolex? She claimed she ain't sleep with him. No, she didn't. Because Marla, they was like, Marla with him. She was like, I'm surprised he had any money by the time I was done with him. I was like, now you surprised he had any money left. So you are just shameless. Girl. Like, bling, bling. But you just mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they were always dragging Kim behind her wigs. But I was always confused. Like, Kim, for you to have all this money... Why? But wigs weren't even a thing like that because Nene's know, wigs were no. Nene's what? wigs were bad season the after season. Like Chris Crop- Nene's no. wigs were a bad. No, Paulette, you're gonna get to one season that takes the cake for every <laughs> no. single. Season. When she started having that Donald Trump that, wig, that no, not even there was a strong wig. No, bro. I think. It, oh my gosh. I mean, I don't really like the short look. I'm not gonna lie; it ages no. her a little bit. But there was I mean, a season oh, where it was whatever. miss after miss. She couldn't it get it together. It was huge. That big wig. Oh, let me go. <laughs> now Phaedra's on it on here. I'm just like Phaedra. Oh, Phaedra just. Oh, Phaedra did get on there. And like, it's so crazy. Like, it's just crazy. That's I'm like, wow. I'm really enjoying watching it. Oh my gosh, remember? Y'all look no the big curly hair. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. The Let big curly hair, and it was going backwards as if it was supposed to be in a ponytail. But it looked like she got exploded. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna drop it in the group chat, and I'm gonna drop this other one. Look like she's her her hair. Oh, is like, I just saw. That wig took the cake for yeah. every bad wig Kim has had. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Nene knew, That's a was, show wig. Bro, uh-uh. no. She wore that for on the green screen. She wore that for several times. It wasn't a show wig, bro. I'm sorry. And this that's wig, a, I'm just saying that's a show wig. Like that look what? Yo, this one she looks like she's about to start an evil mission. Go check the group chat. But anyways, y'all, back on the track. Go to chat. Anybody else want to give advice to keep your chakras I'm alive? rolling. <laughs> Dang, not that big ass bean. Okay. Um so okay, let, before we continue, we could do we could we do like a mental health check? Where y'all at? We should do this at the beginning, but I guess we could do that now. Like, how are y'all doing? I'm okay. I have good and bad days. I have some good days. It's like I feel okay, but I'm not gonna lie, like here lately, all I've been wanting to do is sleep. So oh my know. gosh. And I'm not. This is actually. This is not me to, to say this is what you're going through. But I would have forgot when we was in college, and I remember a king gave the a little lecture, and he was like, "How to know you're depressed?" <laughs> it was like if you are sleeping excessively. I remember everybody was like, oh, not knowing that we're just in college, tied in college. We're all just we're like always, we're always right. pulling on nighters. Of course, we're going to want to sleep like, all the time. <laughs> so now every time, like when I get like excessively sleepy, if I notice myself all the time tired, that's the first thing I always just my head. I was just like, is this depression? <laughs> Knowing good and well, it's just like no, you just, just don't tired. sleep ever. <laughs> you just don't ever sleep, and you eat poorly. Like mm-hmm. of course you'll be tired. Your body's sick of you. I mean, I don't feel depressed. I just have a very low motivation to do a lot of stuff. Like even yesterday, I mean, I work during the week. I don't work as much as I should. So because of that, I work. I work. Um, on- just kidding. <laughs> I also work on the job is listening. <laughs> I mean, I work during the week, but I also work on the weekends. And like yesterday, I told myself I was going to work for eight hours. And then it's like I, I I woke up and I bullshitted around and I took a nap and I was like, bro, I actually do like I want to work today. So like I pulled out my laptop and I think I probably started working at like two and I work from like two to 10 p.m. And I'm like, wow, like it's crazy with like just getting shit done. I don't know. I've been procrastinating a lot of stuff lately. So. Yeah. Um, mental health check for me. I don't know where I'm at. I'm not going to go as far as to say I'm depressed, but 
I just keep going through all these new transitions. I swear, like, every time I talk to a podcast, it's like, shit, where she got going this time? Because a few weeks ago, well, a few months ago, I was talking about not having a job. Now I have a job and I don't have time to myself. I don't have to, I feel like I just don't have time for anything because I work seven days a week. So I'm always exhausted now. I, but I'm also like, again, not depressed, but I'm in this weird space with work because it's like, I'm spending so much time working. Is this what I see myself doing for the rest of my life? I don't know. So that's just the, the, the phase, the little stage that I'm in. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know if I'm satisfied. Like it's not enough yeah, for me. Yeah. So it's just a weird stage. Cause it's like every day that I'm like, I'm going in, it's like, you know, it's literally just like a deep breath. And then like, when I do go into work and like little things happen, like today, it's kind of just makes me really just thinking like, girl, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But there's a bigger purpose. Hopefully I'm still trying to figure what it is, what, what it is, but I don't know. I'm just in a weird, a weird space in life right now. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Michelle. I was, yeah. Uh, for me, girl, I'll be taking my vitamin D. I'm not gonna lie. I'll be complete transparent. Winter is so tough on me. Like y'all heard me just say <laughs> that I love being out in the sun and like all the other stuff. Winter is so tough for me. And um, it was something I didn't really realize. Like when I was younger, I just knew like I have less energy in the wintertime, but like seasonal depression is real. So mm-hmm. like for me, one, one thing I'm doing is like, I do take vitamin D. I take like 6,000 <laughs> IU daily. And so that's something that um, really helps me with these gray days or whatever. But as far as mentally. Then where do you find 6,000? Mm-hmm. Girl, you just, uh, you know, they sell like 2,000. They sell 5,000. Oh, I have okay. a 2,000 one. I just and take then, uh, Okay. Because I was like, <laughs> low key, I don't have. Okay. I was making. Okay, cool. Because it's hard. Yeah. Mine is minus 2,000, I think. I wanted to take 10,000, but I'm just working my way up. But, um, and I know the crazy part is, even though they say you have to build up your system, I noticed the difference between when I do take it, when I don't take it. And I just started prenatals as well. I ain't trying to get pregnant. I'm just trying to make sure that my vitamin levels don't drop or whatever. Yeah. But, um, oh. yeah, with that, I feel like, again, I'm giving myself grace. I do feel like a lot. Um, I do feel like I feel what's the word? I hate to say mentally healthy because that just sounds dumb, but I feel like I'm in a good space mentally, not because of like anything in particular, just because I feel like I have a strong, I feel like I'm in control of my emotions right now. Like I, yeah. So for that, you know, we get to go. We taking it day by day over here. Y'all saw, you know, that's I journal. That's morning, all you can really so. do. <laughs> when that's I'm good. journaling, that that usually means you know we at a turning point or something. But that's you know. good. Good. I need a. I'm about to create a Penzu account. Now that y'all said that, <laughs> no, yeah, Penzu physically a, right. I physically right. I'm not gonna lie, but I, 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 I will. Ne- I don't ever go back and read them. Like, see, well, I like I, to I read would, it. See, uh, no, like, what should I say? This cursing. Uh, uh, I'll be reading it and seeing my teardrops on the paper. I'm, I don't want oh, oh my, my last, gosh. my last one. I had to literally throw it away because I'm, I'm, what am, I filled it up. Did I fill it up? I I don't know, but I have to throw it away because I'm like, I'm never going to read this. I don't want everybody else to see it. Like, it just has to go in the trash. Like, yeah, yeah. I was moving. That's why I threw it. But yeah, either way, I was like. But sometimes it is good to look back because I know I had this one journal where I I just wrote down like a bunch of like my fears and a bunch of my worries. When I went back and looked at it, I was like, it's so crazy. Everything on this list that I'm worried about is like not a worry for me, right? Girl, <laughs> my whole book was about the same shit. So I'm like, mm, um, I don't want to go back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Burn book. Yeah. 
<sighs> but anyways, oh my, oh my gosh, I'm gonna do that one day. That's on that's on my list. A burn book, you evil peach. Yeah, just like to sometimes it's supposed to just a ride home with the shit and just burn it. Like okay, and my feelings go along with it because I used to get some shit out just stuff. But okay, so I guess the last. That's so guys, say if y'all know. were like hanging out with a group, like group of people, right? And y'all been friends for like a really long time, like ten plus years, and but that friend group kept putting you in like weird and difficult situations. How would y'all handle that situation in terms of keeping like the peace and maintaining your peace? Like, how would you navigate that friend group? Um, I'll be honest. It'd be far back Texas for me, but mm-hmm. not even absolutely. <laughs> sometimes I feel like you just naturally, I won't say outgrow people. Cause I, yeah. mean, I don't feel like, sometimes you just outgrow situations. You may outgrow yeah. situation before somebody else does. Sometimes I don't think it's even worth a conversation. Like for instance, some people may like to eat out and like, you may be in a space and you're like, well, you don't feel like eating out. I don't think it's worth you having an intervention being like, girl, you eat out too much. Sometimes it's just like, when they ask you to eat out, just be like, no, I'm girl, I'm no. good eating at home right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it's just about having discernment to realize that they're not putting you in these situations you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So Absolutely. a lot of times it's just like, you just gotta not fall back from the person, just fall back from the situation. Me personally, um, I like to voice my concerns. Like I will always like, I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't want to be around this if this is what's going to be going on. You know, I just have to be honest with my friends because it's like, then they were friends, right? Like I should be able to tell you if we continue going at this rate, y'all are going to see less of me because this is just becoming too much, you know? And then after that, just slowly but surely start falling back if things don't seem to change, you know? We don't want to do that, but sometimes that's the best way to protect yourself in general. Like, nobody wants to be dragged in mess or just involved in shenanigans all the time. Like, Oh, so you mean like mess, like drama? Not mess, but just things. Like, oh, every time it's something. That doesn't have to be drama. It's just always something. Sometimes it's like, gosh, like this 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 whole friendship is kind of draining me now. Like, no, Mm-mm. I need to take a step back, reassess the friendship and see if this is something I really want to continue to move forward in. Like, cause this is a lot, especially if I'm in a different space in life, like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. but like, in having that conversation, are you having that conversation? Are, are they intentionally putting you into mess or are they just a messy person? I don't, you know, good question, girl. I don't got to an answer. Oh, because I'm just know. like, sometimes <laughs> people just be messy. You just dealing with them. Like, it's yeah, not it, their fault. Like, some yeah, people, it's yeah. Like, drama follows them everywhere they go. And it's like, it's however, but I feel it, like when there's like time involved, you can't just, mm-hmm. but you have to understand, also understand I'm, I'm really, and this, this may be a bad thing. I don't believe in cutting people off. Absolutely. You know I mean? Oh, no, no, but, no. Not cut no, people no, off. No, I'm just not like saying move differently. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, for me in that situation, like, sometimes people just be messy. And it's like, there's nothing you could do about it. All you can do is like, let your mess be your mess. Well, so, but that's all I was saying. I sometimes like you know voice my concern a little bit because it's like you know they're y'all like they're my friends, so I should be able to do that. You know what I'm saying in the situation. But yeah, I don't believe in like I'm gonna be honest. With you like I don't even I only know one friend that's it's like cut off category. I don't cut off friendships either. You know what I mean? Like I like keeping my friends. You know what I'm saying? You all have different relationships. You know, but like I said, it's just moving differently. You know. Mm-hmm. You want to see different, okay. you got to move different sometimes. So it's unfortunate. But guys, that wraps up this latest episode with your favorite ladies. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which is at Petty Party Pod. We all start working on our YouTube channel. It's going to be back up soon. So turn on your notifications. 
And if y'all have motives y'all would like to share with us or just any like advice y'all need, email us at pettyparty12814 at gmail.com. Also, use our hashtag pettypartypodcast. Pretty cool. If you're doing something that you know we talk about, put a hashtag, you know? So it's your girl, Amakalette, signing out. Hi, y'all. It's Crystal, a.k.a. Champagne Chris. Holla. Do people say holla anymore? Oh, my gosh. They do. I just feel like after Real Housewives of New York, it can't be a thing anymore. <laughs> it's holla. You're, she's not a black girl. Oh, my God. No, like, I heard from Diddy one time. Holla. Oh, like, oh, <laughs> Shit. All right, All right guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Ali Gabor. All right. <laughs> Bye, y'all. It's, oh, they say the best for last. What's really good? You know, it's been a long time coming, but we're here. We're here. We're back and we better. Anyways, y'all, bye. Shigar Michelle, a.k.a. Bye. Peace. I'm petty all the time. I'm petty.